Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. Hello everyone, welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 98, Transmission Scrambled. I am your host, Ed Horde, and alongside me tonight, my good friend, Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Good, Ed. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And of course, our producer extraordinaire one, Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Good, thanks, Ed. All right, so I'm actually kind of in the dark on what today's main topic is going to be. I have been a little MIA raised recently with events that have prevented me from joining in all the fun so i'm looking forward to seeing what our main topic is because i'm getting told it was a surprise to me but well we, we we played the assault no not the assault it's the um scramble transmission scenario um which you were invited to and come and play was, come and watch but you know i was um absolutely so this is going to be the first in our series of like trying to deep dive on each scenario and just give thought like i said deep dive it's going to be our like initial i've played it once sean's played it once ed's still not played it yet i haven't but, even seen it like played. a deep dive on this scenario so we can look at again in like six months and realize how stupid we were <laughs> well good i'm looking forward to that in the meantime let's kind of cover over what we've been doing in gaming lately in the old flight deck uh sean what have you been up to lately my friend i hate the force <laughs> well that's yeah. being saved for main topic <laughs> ultimately i've always you know like you guys know i'm not a fan of jedi or anything in the movies and shows and all that and i just like the world and the feel and everything else but uh, chris and i actually played a game um which i'll let chris go more into the in-depth details i'll kind of give you the list that i played and I kind of played it backwards after thinking about it as I was playing it, but I really wanted to go through it after the game in my head and figure it out. But I played uh, the list that I brought up on the show last time, which was the Rebel list that I talked about, which was Ten Num. He was outfitted with Ion Cannons, Auto Blasters, a shield upgrade, of course, the servo motor S-foils, and Elusive. I played um, Netrum Pollard. These are B-Wings, the ones I'm talking about right now. Of course. With, with an Ion Cannon, Ion Torpedoes, Munitions Failsafe, uh, Servo Motor, S-Foils, um, Gina Moon Song with Ion Cannon, Ion Torps, Munitions Failsafe, and Servo Motors. And then the T-65 version of Garvin Drees. Um, it's a classic. It's yeah, classic. I like, I like Garvin. And he got his ability off a couple times before he got uh, forced off the board. Um, he played with uh, Servo Motor S-Foils, um, Marg Sable Closure, um, Ion Torpedoes R5 Astromech, and Munitions Failsafe. And then uh, Derek Clivian, who I think did some pretty good work, although he rolled poorly, but but he did his <laughs> work. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, I, when... there's a really interesting sidebar on that, which I wouldn't mind your input into because I, I can't remember if I like talked you into him or out of him, like from Blount as a two point ship. But like, well, a bunch of people online seem to be massive fans of Blount because it is like just pure uh, extra damage for stupid, super cheap. But yeah, I don't, but, I, but I, I think, the... I think you made the right choice for your list. I think that's the right ship. I do too, and because 
you were correct in what we were talking about before about the claiming, you know, if you're going to do it, you need to get to the middle quick to at least get a point out of the middle. And I did, I got there, Yeah. but I didn't get the damn point, you know, <laughs> because I had to boost to get there. So yeah. that was my action. So I couldn't claim. If only you could have boosted in the system phase by Jedi cheating, Sean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not even going to, you know, Jedi don't <laughs> exist to me anymore. <laughs> One thing I want to talk about this list where if we were playing in 2.0 world of points, this list would have been a 260 point list. Yeah. Yeah. About that. So, so let's look at this realistically. Now, you know, you, you have a list that is now, because a lot of people used to bitch about the 100 point limit and then the 200 point limit, you know, because they couldn't do all the cool things that they want to do. And with this method, you can actually do more cool things, you know, that you want. It almost forces you to do the cool stuff, I think. I, yeah. would, I would agree because it you know, like there's no reason not to spend those points right i mean the loadout points i mean you know we used to sit back and you know you used to always have the quandary of am i going to spend the two points or am i going to do the 198 or 98 point build or 100 and whatever point build 196 point build or am i going to try to get that four points or two points for you know so to be able just to, to choose first you know at that point and you know, so you you ended up underserving your your lists, I think, at that point. You know, with this, the nice thing is is that the buildable side of this and the adjustable side of this can really be done in the loadout more so than in the ship point cost. So if you think a ship is too powerful with certain loadouts, you can actually adjust your loadout points to cause it to not be able to do the absolute best thing that min-max idea, you know, you can actually take ships out better this way than you can in the 200-point building, you know. And then, of course, having a ban list, if your stuff is just, if something's in the game, it's just too too good like anybody using fucking force at this point. <laughs> and sorry for the language there, but it's the only way that I can sorry, express not, it. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Um, anyway, you know, it's it's just, I like this build way to build. You know, because I had choices. I had more choices than I would have had. And yes, it's a 260-point list. But I'm I was just adding able to mine up now, Sean, to see what I get to. So I'm curious now. Yeah, because I think that is a factor in this. I, I think that's something that a lot of people are missing in all of this new way of building is that your your lists are not limited anymore. You can load out ships. You know, I can put two cannons on 10 numb. Um, you know, I can put a shield upgrade on 10 um, and still have him be decent, you know, and the list, you know, we talked about the list. The concept of the list was the knife fighting in the middle. And I think with the exception of some things, the list did what it was supposed to do. It's a knife fighting list. And I remember having conversations about ships like we have to spend X amount of points to even make a ship playable. That's the thing that I've been thinking about mm-hmm. lately is like, well, you've got to spend X number of points even to make this even playable. And is it even worth it? And I think that conversation practically has died oh. in the fact that you have that ability to spend those points and it doesn't affect the cost going into the list. Right. So um, my list is 247. Points. So and, and you look at the difference in that, Chris, because you have an ability that makes yeah. up for that 13 points. Oh, hand, hand over fist. 
I mean, you know, we we might as well like just riff on it rather than do just your flight deck kind of thing. So I ran yep. my Jedi list. I'd not actually got it out properly on the table yet. I think I'd played one game with it. Um, and I was Hawk with dedicated barrage rockets, Obi Wan Kenobi, and Agile Gunner. So my lat got a massive upgrade. Like, I think that lat is seventy two points compared to the old one I was running. His fit was fifty. <laughs> and like yep. Hawk's ability was irrelevant to me. It's just paying for that loadout value. Yeah. Then Shakti yep. in my old list, I was running her uh, pretty pretty lean so that I could actually fit other stuff in the list. But now she got a cannon swap back, so it's auto blasters R7A7 seven seven and marksmanship. So if I'm out of your arc and putting crits into you, it's it's bad times as um yeah. as Sean discovered. Um, yep. well, as as Garvin discovered, I should say, yes, to his Garvin. detriment. Yes, yes. Um, then we have uh, Luminara in the 7B with uh, a hull upgrade and an R4 astromech. And like, she, I'm leaving a force point on the table because I just don't care about <laughs> any. Like compassion, I'm not interested. Instinct to fame, I'm not in- interested. And predictive shot, I wasn't interested. And I only have one point, so whatever. I'm not even going to put it, put the upgrade on there. It's fine. Um, then Mace Windu, uh, because I can no longer afford Anakin with the protons because he's five points and we have four left. Oh darn. Um, but Mace with brilliant evasion, R4P17, which is the, when you uh, fully execute a red maneuver, you can spend one of his two charges and perform an action even when you're stressed and then calibrated laser targeting so mace always has force it's next to impossible to force starve this ship um i think i i spent all three of them in one turn then regen one at the end of a round and k turn so i'm back to two and i only need one force to convert to eyeballs with brilliant invasion for defense so like He's just always evading for a purple action, and like, yeah, he's he's been um, really good. So he's been as good as I hoped. I I don't think he has you know get the fear factor of the Anakin proton top, but he did work against Sean. That's for sure. I got a few bullseye shots in there, and even when it's like a range three bullseye, it's like it's still a guaranteed focus result, which Mm -hmm. is a guaranteed like. I just said I'm going to spend my force all the time, every time, anyway. So whatever. I'm like, even yeah. if I K turn, I've I've got the thing for target locks or focuses because I can have four P seventeen. So he's just a beast. Yep. I I really like it. But what I I wanted to persevere with a four ship list to see if I, I if I coordinate and just pick my targets and I, I we'll go into this aspect of the the game when we get to a main topic. But kind of. If I'm only running four ships, I think you had five, was it, Sean? I had five, yep. Yeah. Uh, if I only have four, I'm outnumbered, so I can't one-for-one control the same number of objectives of you. So I have to pick the area of the table I'm going to fight over. But my ships are all manoeuvrable enough. The lat's got a, a mobile arc with Agile Gunner, so it can always be pointed where it needs to. Uh, and all of my other ships can get to where they need to be to apply that pressure to that specific part of the table. So like, I I had a moving zone of like, okay, this is where I'm going to open up controlling. Then I'm going to sacrifice this one to move up and take those ones. 
And because they're all the same initiative, I got a couple where like I've turned off the um the satellite for Sean, but failed the roll to switch it to mine. But then the second ship comes in and does it. Right. Because they're all moving together anyway. So I can like get this is a first try, and then on the second try it's guaranteed. Yep. And I, I think it worked pretty well. I I'm not gonna lie, I got lucky on um Shakti's K turn to get behind um, well, we had a couple Gavin. good good maneuver points in the game. There <laughs> yeah. were, where where you're talking millimeters, you know, of of distance, actually well, less than probably less than one millimeter for each of us in it. Well, I don't even mean so much in the move clearing, like the, the choice to boost or not. Oh yeah, um, in the system phase because I didn't know what you dialed in, and if you just slow roll, like the I. I've, you know what I mean? But the way I, it worked out, my K turn, I boosted in the system phase, then did the 4K behind him, and he did slow roll, so he was right at range one. Whereas in, if I'd have just K turned, he would have bumped into the back of me. Whereas in, if he'd have gone fast, I would have, you know, been out of range. Like, it would have been a worse shot because he would have been out of range. I don't think I would have been able to get the auto blaster, but I didn't. Right. Right, just So I, like the 50-50 guess on what you were going to do paid off for that exactly. one and then i rolled yeah. hits which i converted to crits which he couldn't walk so he just got wrecked mm-hmm. and and a big part of that too was so my whole point with the a-wing was to get to your back row turn two yeah and i did i did i got to his back row turn two i turned off the the satellite but then i didn't claim it yeah he failed to roll to yeah yeah. So yeah. the first round, Chris went up three two because I got the two, he got the one in the middle in his two. So it was a three two game at that point. If I turn that satellite off and then get it, it's a six six game next round. Yeah. But that didn't happen. So he really went up in points and then I think, turn four turn four is when it just really Was it not a four. it was like a three one round in the second one? Because yeah, I it was a three, it was I, a three one. Yeah, because I did get the roll to switch it to mine on one it, action. Correct. Yeah, 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 and then so, I killed Garvin the next turn, which like widened the gap. Yeah, it was like yeah. eighteen to six or so, eighteen to five, eighteen to seven, something like that. I, I think we, at the end, I think it was yeah. Like I think you were at like eleven or twelve, and I you couldn't stop me winning the next turn. Yeah, I would have had to. We we figured it out. I had to kill two ships to do it. Yeah, and there was no way I could do that because of a certain certain ability that damn ships have. Um, <laughs> but and a lot of it was there was also a damage disparity where you did fourteen points of damage to my two points of damage. Yeah, which like... which which was difficult. You know, that's something that it's hard to overcome. I shot, you know, ion torpedoes. I did get you ioned at least, you know. Yeah. I ioned the yeah. lot, which was important. But if I could have ioned on um, uh, whichever shot it was. It was Shakti where, uh, no, no. Yeah, it, it was Netrum Pollard shooting at, sh- at uh, one it in the middle. It wasn't Shakti, yeah, it was. Um, no, it was Mace. It was yeah, Mace, Mace was coming it? around, yeah. So I'd yeah, taken the cold. evade and yeah. I rolled, he, Sean got three hits out of four. Yep. And I rolled evade, evade, blank. And I'd, but I'd taken the purple evade. Yep. So, yeah, I just and, shrugged and, it off. But. And all of, all of my shots, every shot I had in the game, which is part of the game, is 
I at least had one shot that didn't have any paint. Yeah. So I couldn't modify to hits, you know, fully through. I had a good shot with 10 numb and, uh, but I rolled like a hit. I rolled a hit, a focus and a blank. And so basically it was two hits, which you evaded naturally on that one. You know, those are the nuances of the game that, you know, are part of the game. You have to understand that the other part of it too, that helped you a little bit over me was after round one, basically you, you were first player, you know? Yeah. And I think after the first engagement, all of my shots were on the same ship from all four of my ships. Garvin, Garvin took everything and I did have it in that first round. What was it on Shakti? I believe, right? Yeah. You got damage onto Shakti, but I luminaried away the crit, which was lucky. Um, yeah, and then yeah, because the first round we had like we basically had our joisting lines or whatever you want, and just like we all shot what was in front of us. But then the second turn, I kind of had a target to collapse on, so I picked Garvin for the the second round of engagement and just annihilated him in the uh, right. And that's another thing about you. You got Pollard in that fourth round, and just yeah, like two turns later, I. Yeah, you're a race Pollard. Yeah. But <laughs> it was every time I had, it was just like, okay, this this one has to die next. And then, yep. yeah. But the thing about it was, is we both flew it the way we should have flown it, you know? Yeah. It's just luck didn't go my way. And I'm, you know, and Chris and I were talking about this, you know, it's very hard for a list like I'm playing to overcome the force. It's, you know, because he's across the board doing everything by choice because they're all, um, you know, initiative four, where I had, what, threes, threes and fives, I believe, is what yeah. I had. Yeah, and you had, you had um, two threes, one four, and two fives. And a, two fives, I yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, maybe so. No, maybe two fours, because maybe Garvin. Yeah, there's two fours, two fours, two fours and five. Yeah, and two threes because in two threes, yeah, Pollard so and two VA threes, a four threes. and a five, and then a two or three. I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah, it, it, two threes, two fours, and one five. But yeah, yeah. It, like you, you're kind of more predictable on what what you're going to be and where you're going to go. And I got yeah. to like with Shakti, um, I can reposition in the system phase. With yep. Hawk, I can reposition in the end phase. Um, yep for like across my entire list for people at range one of him obi-wan is just obi-wan crew is just cheating i'm a big (laughs) fan a really big fan um you know but one other thing i want to talk about too is you know we played with a timer also so we we played rounds with a timer going to see how long it would take us and we got through two round five or through round five i can't remember I think we we called it going into round six. I think six, because yeah. Yeah, at the did, end yeah. of that turn, it was eighteen. It, the whatever. best you could do was make me be at nineteen points to your like thirteen or fourteen. Right. So it would have had to be a massive swing for you to come back at that point. Well, and and we had we, also, we had like twelve point. minutes left, I think, as well when we when yeah. we called it. And the the other thing we were talking about is, you know, we would have played it to the end if it was in a tournament because the tiebreaker is strength of schedule and then tournament points. So I would have taken that next round to try to score two, three, four more tournament points, you know, try to get as many tournament points as I could. 
even though knowing that the ch there's no chance of me winning, you're still going to play, you know, for the points. And yeah. to me, it was it was a game that just it was a fluid game. I don't think we really were slowed by anything. You know, once once I figured out the dials and all that stuff, it's just like yeah. TTS slowed us down because what, neither of us are massively comfortable at it yet. Yeah, we're still like boomers <laughs> learning to use computers. But yeah, 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 yeah. But at at the end of the day, though, I don't think that that was a problem either. No, I think by the like the end of the game, I think uh, if we'd have had, it would have been on a like a Saturday during the day kind of thing. I think yeah. and when we played again, it would have been as close to just normal X Wing as we could have X got. Right. So I don't think TTS really truly slowed us. There was some learning curve, of course, but you know, once you're in the game, you're still just setting dials, you're, you know, planning, you're doing everything you're normally doing. Um, but I think that I think that both of other than I should have moved my I should have moved Gina Moonsong in next to Ten Num instead of having her out on the right wing because of the way the abilities would synergize. And then yeah. I probably should have put Garvin out on the right wing when I did it. That would have been kind of the change that I made. But had the three B wings in line with each other because their whole thing was passing, you know, yeah. passing the um, stress Best and to stuff around. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think one then... thing that I would have looked at for your list was um, Bobby A wing. I think putting the uh, the new config on it so you get the turret and you can you lose the action into a boost but you can um you can boost in the system phase like i was mm -hmm. and i think that lets you get to that middle objective every time if you dial in like system phase boost and five straight you get there mm -hmm. every time yeah yeah and it's yeah. you know like i said but you know the a-wing doesn't have upgrade points so yeah it's a zero point config i think it's the only thing you can put on it but yeah, it is. Yeah, and I, I didn't I didn't go that deep into it because that was kind of the fifth ship in my list. Oh, no, it's one of those, I don't think there's anything wrong with not taking it because there's a... Well, like, no, no, I, I, I didn't even realize that that was there. So yeah. I know you had talked about it on the last show and stuff, but it was like, there's enough for me. You yeah. know me, I like simple, easy lists that I don't have to think very heavily through. You but and me both, brother. The other side of it is, if he's going to be a flanker, though, you actually don't want it, because you want to mm -hmm. be able to get to the objective, take the scenario action, and then boost around so you get the arc on people. Yeah, yeah. So him, like, though, the, he, there's he, benefits either way of doing it. Yeah. His role was to get to that back line. That that's, yeah. was my concept going into the game, was I need to get into your side, take away, because you're already past him, so you're not going to try to reclaim on yeah, your and that, side. that was my entire game plan as well though was like i'm not gonna hold a line i need to be moving all the time and, right. and adjusting where where my strength is so that i can fight you because if i if yeah. i try to hold the line i lose and, and my strength is in close quarters the try yeah. to get range one range two use the ions to you know control you you know k-turn with with pen numb things like that that's the concept k-turn with any of them because i want them to give 10 numb the stress anyway yeah you know because 10 numbs 10 numb and you know it it did and didn't work and you know i mean, I mean the game itself was just a game i, I don't think yeah you've... yeah no no it was well, I, I enjoyed it i was very pleased with the game there were just yeah. 
one aspect of that list of yours that's just so hard to overcome. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because I've played against your force lists twice now. Yeah. And the force was the deciding factor on killing your ships. You know, if you don't have force, Darth Vader yeah. in the first game we played is dead. Yeah. If you don't have force in this one, Shaqi could be dead, you know. Yeah, I think thing, you know? the thing in th this game that stood out to me is uh, I got the force saved me on defense. Yeah. I I think I had really good offense, but I think I worked to get it because I was You did. I yeah. got bullseyes. I made sure the lats arc was pointing where right. it needed to be to give everyone rerolls. Yeah. And I I was I all of my shots were effectively double modded. So exactly. like, where yeah, no, no, anytime I didn't have the lap reroll, I was taking the target lock for target lock and force. You know, so like, yep. my worst shot was a barrage rocket shot that only had the focus token. Yep. And I still had him in bulls I still had him in bullseye so I could spend more charges from my barrage rockets for rerolls. Yeah. And like that was and, my And you did, you yep. know, and that's I think that's what took uh I think that's what took Nitrum Pollard off the board was that. Yeah, so I just, you know, like every shot you take being double modded and everyone shooting at one ship is like, yep, I think I earned my kills. I'm not going to say yeah. you uh, didn't shit out on my evade rolls because, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah, it but, is what it is. It's excellent. Yeah, but, no, but I will say, I will say this: the scenario was actually fun to play. Yeah, it and you know me. I'm not a scenario guy. I'm still learning about scenarios playing other, other games. That but. was my fourth scenario game because I've played each one once now. So it was your first scenario game, which mm -hmm. I think is instantly a massive advantage to me. I'm not going to lie, and like I'm, I'm just so good. I think the fact that I've played a couple of them and had my head around <laughs> kind of how it worked was a huge advantage anyway. And then right. like just seeing how it interacted with like okay so if i go here and don't claim it i'm still denying you the points but i need i need to make sure it's quick i need to keep that pace up because if i let you drag the game out and you get to spread out and control all of the area i just start losing so i've got to hit you hard hit you fast and be where i need to be right and i think it worked but well, so I, I, I would say that it did you know there's nothing a, that you there's nothing that you did that didn't really work in your favor. You know, the, the goal, like we talked about, the goal against a list like yours is I have to take a ship off the board. I have to focus everything at one ship. And yeah, when you All don't right. take it off the board, you're at such a disadvantage. It's and I, My goal is always I need to let you have, like, one and a half good shots at either Shakti or Mace or Luminara. Right. And then make sure you don't get that again on the same ship for the next couple of turns. Right, right. Because I, I can take one or two damage on a ship, and you've got to have like two good shots to guarantee. And like, obviously, if I blank out, one shot can kill Shakti. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But generally, you need at least two shots to be plinking any damage onto her. So if, I'm re if I can make it sure you only get the two shots... I've got my evade token, I've got my force, uh, I've got range, or I've got something like Luminara, I've got dedicated on the hawk, on my lap. I keep calling it the hawk because his name's hawk. Uh, mm. On the lat, who is named hawk, I've got dedicated. 
So, you know, there's a bunch of little nuances to try and just give you a feeling that, oh, this is a good tie. I'll take this shot. And then she boosts out and does a five straight or a 4K and you can't shoot her next turn. You've got to switch right. to Mace. And then he does the same. Then the only one I can never stop you shooting is the lat. But it's always in the middle, just being a big anvil for everyone else to work around. So Well, and it's it's still a tough ship. It's got 10 hit points, you know. Yeah. I mean, I only took one shield off of that because I was shooting it. Oh, it was shields with... dying, I think. I think. No, no, I... no, no. No, I only got I only took one shield off of it and that was the ion shot because I shot it at range 3 the rest of the time because I focused on, oh, I, on I did D. yeah, so I I rolled a bunch of evades of it as well didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but, you were at range 3 and Listen to, listen to the tone of this voice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did that. No, so the <laughs> So even when it was just the 212th Battalion pilot or whatever the generic one is, my yep. lats just roll evades. Like, yeah. Having Agile Gunner means that I never have to use my action to rotate the turret, so I always have a focus generally. Now I've got Obi-Wan on there as well, so I generally have focus and a force. Mm -hmm. So they just it's deceptive how much that one agility just like yeah well, there's an event oh it's obstructed i'll take my two oh, i got another event but yeah again i think i rolled double evade like a couple of times with it because it was like either obstructed or a range three shot and i i ended turns with like focus talking still on the table because oh, i just geez. didn't need him for defense so oh geez whatever <laughs> yeah so yeah. you know it's it was just one of those games where it was pretty lopsided, but it was a game where it could have been different if a few other things happened. You know, it's just the way I, that I played think out. For me, anyway, I felt like I had a better understanding of how this type of list will work in that scenario. I still mm -hmm. want to play... I think I've got an eight-ship Vulture Swarm. That's like just six Vultures and two Hyena Bombers. So that's that I want to try. Ed. Um, you can take that on against Ed. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think Swarm on Swarm would be a ton of fun. Um, well, I think it's more, I, not even like the opponent's list, it's how do I play this in these different missions? Like, where I've yeah. just got to sit, because obviously I'm going to take a big rock, so where I can just sit on a rock and just be next to it, but like, there's loads of points for people to have seismic charges now. Yeah. So anyone who can have a bomb, if you don't have a different plan for it, should probably have a seismic, because what's it really costing you? It's included in your points now. So mm -hmm. Right, right, exactly. Uh, no, can you... I, 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 I will say this, you know, it's playing against force for me just isn't as fun as, you know, just playing against list on list. That, that's just my opinion. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I wouldn't play, you know, want to play against the list with force because there's a challenge to it. But I think you know, when you one thing that people uh, isn't immediately apparent with the force about how strong it is and where the strength in it lies. It's not in the actual abilities. Of, so like, yeah, for like um, the Aether sprites can do a reposition after a move and then their action, so they get to double reposition. Soontia can do that, an intercept can do that. That's it's right, not right. It's the I can always have this calculate token, and mm -hmm. I just have these passive mods. So if you if you don't plan around me, have it's I think what does I say? It's like playing against the old Commonwealth defenders, wasn't it? it was the reference I used, Sean, 
was yeah. that if you don't have a plan of how you're going to focus multiple shots on one of them, if you've got this token stack that you have to be able to deal with. And right. that's how it feels to me, is like the triple defender style list. Like, I just have that mu- many mo- like This is why I think Obi-Wan's absolute fucking bullshit. I think it happened once. This game, I didn't get the dream, but it was very close, because the dream with this list is um, Mace takes the purple evade, purple evade, so he spends one of his force for that, then gets shot, spends his evade. Obi-Wan says, okay, you can turn that into a focus token now. Then he shoots someone at range one in his bullseye, and he's now got a focus token to convert all of it because he adds a adds a focus from calibrated, and it's now like a three dice plus. So I'm like, I got to actually spend the evade, turn it into a focus, but then it wasn't a bullseye shot that he took, and I and I think I just rolled natural hits anyway. Woe is me, so I didn't need it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but that kind of thing. Oh, like just. It just feels dirty sometimes. The <laughs> shit you can do. I, I I feel like I always have a token stack with a shit that's getting shot. Which whether that's me doing the right thing or the list being fucking easy to play, I won't. I won't comment. <laughs> I, I obviously I would like to think that I'm just a highly skilled X-wing player who will dominate the world with this list. But I think we all know what the truth is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah. so flight, <laughs> Sean's flight deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other, the other thing I did is, is I got, uh, I got some models uh, base painted. So we'll have uh, the next couple years of blue on models before I have to strip them, redo them, and then you know actually paint them or or not. You know, so I'll be playing some Space Marines with some with some paint on them, and my Good. son got. My son got his stuff base paint, you know, based up too. So we'll at least have models that have something on them and kind of go from start. there. So that's a good start. So last week was kind of a productive gaming week and um, you know, played some Project Zomboid too. So not too and bad of a week. You played D and D as well. And played D and D. You yeah. got to be pivotal. Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like that's probably <laughs> one of your biggest sessions we've had in the entire two years of a campaign. Oh god, yeah. 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 I think we were so close to dying so many times. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, the one thing is is we are running out of that ammunition. So if we keep doing this, we're not gonna be alive here much longer. But we got very lucky with uh, Vesserin and myself, Ed's character, and Theseus, my my uh, priest, and we got very lucky because we got basically just uh, shat upon in one room um, with our, you know, with our very methodical play that we have as a group. We <laughs> we uh, you know basically had. Uh, you know, out of five characters, three of them down. Me with eight hit points. You with like two head or something. Oh God! And... No, no, I was down to like teens. I was in the teens. I have ninety-four hit points to start. I was in the teens after that. Yeah. If I don't roll the saving throw, same. You know, the game's over. It's literally. If I had rolled, my, if I had rolled mine, I'd have been. We the whole party would have been down. Yeah. If, um, it was fifty-three, and like, yeah, it was basically a hundred damage you all took from the yeah the triggering the encounter but yeah it was enough it was enough for me to take half points on the first save and then i failed the second 
And I went from 84 to eight points of damage. So it's at 76 points of damage with a full full blast to the face and then a half blast. Mm-hmm. And yeah. really and truthfully, we we just got I, I was, very, very I, lucky. I, I had a moment of like, oh, well, I mean, I suppose ending the uh, campaign like 20 minutes into a session is okay. Yeah. Gives us loads yeah. of time to de- you know decompress about how it went. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, you guys were accidentally correct. I feel, um, you managed to pin one of the iron golems into its alcove, so I yep. couldn't move it out, and it was purely um, by accident. It yeah, I don't, I don't think there was any plan before. to do that. <laughs> no grand plan there. That was pure coincidence that we yeah. managed to get that going. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah, fun. and that that thing hit like a Mack truck because every time I give somebody hit points. He would drop another character and there's a thirty-two hit. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Sulamash knew what the ground tasted like. Uh, what three, <laughs> three or four times there. Yeah, I was a little yeah. bit sad that I never got to attack one character twice. I'm like, because I could start killing people. Like, just there was always yeah. someone who I had to like deal with. So a little bit, you know, a little bit sad I didn't get to TPK, my friends. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah tried to really, really hard. Really, I really hard. didn't try. A module stated, "Get wrecked party," and then yep. you have an encounter after it. Yeah, it, it was fun though. It was a lot yeah. of fun. It was good. That was one of the most exciting ones we've done all sesh, all the entire campaign, I think. Yeah. yeah, and we it had nothing to do with Strahd. Strahd was nowhere near involved in that combat. Mm-mm. Um. And then, uh, sorry, so on Sean, we're not, we're not, it's not me yet. It's still Sean. Oh. Well, now it's you because I am pretty much yeah. done. So back to you, Ed. Well, I was going to say, I, since you and Chris kind of already ran, ran with it, I want to see if there's anything else Chris wants to cover before we go, because uh, mine's super brief. I can tag mine on at the end. Um, I've got a bunch. Um, but yeah, I've been, um, I got to, finally got to finish painting my Dalak gang for Necromunda to start a new, a new campaign. Good. Um, I finally finished those. The other weeks, so that was a bit more of a slog again. I, I batch painted all 10 plus the like psychoteric worm thing. So like 11 models in one, which was probably a mistake. I should have done it in two groups of five, but whatever. Um, so I'm glad they're finished. They look, they look, I think the photos make them look really, really good. And I think they look good on the table, like they're uh, they're fit for purpose, shall we say? And I didn't spend the amount of time I did on the Ogrins as I did on the Dalak, so that's fine. Um, I got to play some X-wing the other week, so I have played every scenario at least once now. Um, so that was good as well. Um, um, have I done any other gaming? We played Arkham Horror. We finally got like, to play the next scenario in the Innsmouth campaign, which was really, uh, really interesting. It's like you're, the entire town of Innsmouth's flooding and you're trying to make your way to a train station and like yeah. the water's catching you, but you could pick up keys along the way. And if you had all seven keys, you got to read, um, you, you uncover memories because you're all suffering from amnesia. And there was one big mob has the last key but it's got like 16 hit points and like you do one damage and attack. Oh. Um, but I was like, I think we can do it. If 
Well, I can do like six to eight damage in a round if I get lucky and on the draw. And then like Nick can do a bunch of damage. So I think if we just stall the game out, we can get it and get this last memory. And normally I'm the one who's like, okay, we've done the mission, let's just get out. But I was like, no, come on, let's just stay. We can do it. We can do it. And then we almost all died. <laughs> um, the last flip of all of the cards meant that we were all started in areas that were fully submerged. So if you start in a fully submerged area and also end in one, you just die because you drown, get wrecked. Yeah. Uh, we had zero health, but we also drew all of the monsters that turn as well. So we were all fully engaged. So I was like, oh, shit. Uh, if I'd, I was saying that after we played, so if I'd have just died, I'd like, oh, it happens. You start the next mission with, um, you carry damage over effectively. I was like, I would have been fine if it was just me. But if I kill all three of us, I would have felt bad. But we, uh, we managed to all cut and run. Um, so that was fun. Um, then what else has been happening in the last two weeks? So we, I have some like actual news and some like real world stuff. So I'm going to start oh, with the, the, the crappy stuff. Um, so obviously I, I normally I save this till the end of the show cause I'm terrible at podcasting and YouTube and everything like that. But like, um, patrons are always really good and support us a lot the, um, evade tokens are in production now. So I've they should, them. yeah, they should be able to get sent out um, relatively soon. I'd, I'd hope, like April, May, people should start receiving them. I, I'm gonna like put Alan to task now. People, some people will receive them in like, end of April, uh, middle of May kind of time, and um, it's been really good. But one of the things that I wanted to do, I, I don't really do a lot of like the. Um, supporting different causes i just let the world flow over us but i did take all the patreon money from last month and we donated it to the uh, the red cross uh to like support the uh the recovery efforts in the ukraine uh because obviously like real world stuff's going on at the moment and i thought it's the least i can do you guys have supported us when we've been going through hard times here and like my hard times of like having to pay for hosting or having to pay for editing software doesn't really compare to what's happening in the world at the moment. So um, that's what we did with our Patreon money this month. So thanks, everyone. I'm not going to do any like big publicity posts on it. I'll throw a post up on the Patreon for people so you can actually see the, uh, the results of the donation kind of thing, just so I'm not... I hate the fact that I have to do this, but like just to prove that I actually did it, not just mm -hmm. lying, because of the world we live in, you know? Um but that'll be on the Patreon if anyone wants to go to Wacker Focus Patreon. There'll be a post on there. But like, I'm not going to change our profile picture and do all of that. So I, I'd rather the the actions rather than the what sometimes feels hollow to me. I just, and again, I I think a lot of it comes from the the military service side of it, where I've kind of like I I did stuff, so I don't I don't. It's hard to talk about it without verging on insulting people. Yeah, if that makes sense but it's, it makes it's it's not that and that's not the intent it's just a different perspective from the life i've lived and what i wanted to do with that money so thanks everyone hopefully um that does a minuscule amount of good and um yeah so that's the uh the crap part the other real world stuff that's hopefully good 
you know, hopefully this is a little bit better news than war in the Ukraine. Is uh, going to be a dad again? Evie's going to be a big sister. Oh, yeah. congratulations, Chris! That's awesome. Yeah, we had a thirteen-week scan last week, and everything's looking really good. So I managed to keep it. This is what I was saying about being a terrible friend, Dad. I I messaged a couple of people and I just no, my got supported in the group. It's much, much much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I told Sean while we were chatting before you jumped on. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll I'll tell tell Ed live so you uh, get to see the face. But that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm so, super yeah. excited for you. That's why I'm really tired all the time now because I'm trying to work a bunch of extra shifts and start saving money because. Um, yeah, last, I was saying to Sean, I think last time we ended up burning through like 10 grand of a line of credit when Jill was off. And this time we only have one grand left of a line of credit going in. So, yeah, Chris yeah. is going to be tired and grumpy for a while, folks. So that's the tail end of the conversation that I jumped in on, which was, yeah. hey, uh, 11 o'clock late shift tonight. Sure, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's just been one of those things where I've been like kind of, jumping in trying to do as much as i can there i've still been trying to make content so i'm still super excited about like x-wing and like the new version of a game it's been really interesting so i've been going through making a bunch of videos which have been going well so yeah that's been my life for the last two weeks i'm so excited for you yeah that, that, that's awesome yeah it's been uh been fun like, obviously like don't really have much family here so it's only my mum who's been like a couple of times since christmas um we've just been like keeping it under wraps not really told anyone not spoken to anyone about anything so it's all like ah. um but yeah we're telling people now right so you guys all get to find out at the same time yay i found that a few days before all of you i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> i'll post pictures in the discord now it's fine okay all right all right that works, that works. <laughs> That works. Um, um, so you know they say, Chris, having two, once you have one kid, having two is completely easy. That's a lie. Oh, I'm I'm fully that is, right. I'm, that is a flat out lie. The stupid thing. I, I'm terrified because um, Evie's really really good, and it's been really really easy. So I am no way prepared to have a difficult child. Well, it's not even that. It's it, it for me. It was you evolved to a point as your child grows up that your life revolves around the child your your life revolves around this is how bedtime works this is how this and then something comes in that has a completely different routine that doesn't do the things that you do that you can't do all of the same things you want to do because oh we want to go to the park we want to go here it becomes a little bit more of a chore than it was before it was the same chore you had two years ago or three years ago but now it's that plus one so now it becomes like it, it, it'll be fine you'll do fine yeah uh, I'm not. I'm not worried. I'm just terrified. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's all I, right. I'm fully well aware. I, I'm still waiting. I still have the when like they're older now, so it's a little bit easier. But I still have that thought in the back of my head. Like I go in and check on my kids from time to time. I haven't heard from. Them. Are you still breathing? Right. Like I yeah. still have that. You're still breathing. Right. <laughs> thing still <laughs> in my back of my head all the time. I don't think that ever goes away. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. <sighs> Like, I don't know but, how to follow. I don't know how to follow no, that up with my no. my flight deck. Like like, how do you follow that? Well, up to me? Uh, well I'm going to make you because I want to go and fill up my glass. So I sure. want to disappear. So you have I'll, to vamp until I get back at least. 
That's fine. I'll talk about 40k. You don't want to hear about it anyway. I'll still hear it. I just won't be able to call you an absolute loser who spends time playing 40k instead of X-Wing. I got Luckily, I got it in early. Yeah, you did. You did. So I did get two games of 40k, and that's pretty much the only gaming I've really been doing aside from um, other things. I'll get to that in a moment. Um, went to the game store, got an opportunity to play against Chad in the league game, which we hadn't actually had a chance to play our league game, which was fun. Um, thousand point games. We um, One of the players pointed out to us that we were playing on table sizes that were incorrect. And I kind of semi knew this, and I've known it for a while. Um, technically, the size that you're supposed to play on for a thousand point game is 30 inches by 44. But we've been playing on a little bit bigger and just kind of setting up tables, just kind of letting people do whatever they wanted to do. But the guy that like somebody else in the store was playing in that. So everyone else is kind of following suit, like because he went out and bought all these brand new um, vinyl mats and we all wanted to try them out. And the first time that I played on a table that the, that was really small. So, Sean, I know you have to know this. You have to look like the standard card tables that every freaking game store has. Yeah, all the exact same like these mats fit on those tables like i don't have to put a board over top of it like i would like if i wanted to get a three foot by three foot on it 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 just fits on there and it was really kind of strange to play on a board of that size that small because even as chad and i are setting up we're like this is really tiny but we ended up playing the game it ended up turning out uh, it ended up going uh, i had a I had a great turn turn two. basically i had ducked behind a whole bunch of walls with my necrons and he charged forward and okay. I'm on um and he took objectives in the beginning and on his first turn my 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 first turn was i think i shot with two units but i'm kind of waiting and then he moved forward and my score pack destroyers went completely insane and killed this unit and moved on to kill that unit and moved on to kill that unit and it was just legitimately i'm absolutely loving score packs now that they're in core um there is a unit in the Necron Codex that allows, it's called a Techromancer, that allows you to look at a core unit and say, hey, one of your guys, get back up. And they moved Scorpex into core, which means that every turn I can take a 65-point model and pick it back up. Right. So even if Chad manages to kill one or two within a turn or two, I'm back to full strength. So legitimately, the last couple of games that I have played, I've had like three or four models at the end of the game that are quote unquote dead. Everything else keeps getting back up on my Necron army. It's been a lot of fun. Um, the game that I got to play last night, I was the one that I was looking for the most. The, the main reason I got a chance to play against a guy by the name of Brett. Brett is the guy that I wanted to bring into a league. The whole reason why the league is designed the way that it is, that it is more of a fun league than it is a competitive league. Brett is one of those players. I love him to death. Plays the armies he plays because he loves the lore. Doesn't care about competitive. Doesn't compare about what does well on the tabletop. Doesn't pick his units that way. He picks the units away because it makes sense in the fluff. He builds his armies the way that makes sense in the fluff. Like in this particular book that he was reading about by Gene Sealer Colts, this is how these are the units that were in there. So that's how he plays it because he play, he plays a lot of crusades. He up until the league had started, he had never played match play, which is considered I have heard that crusades the best way to play forty k. And I'm, I'm, I, I, he's, I've, he's convinced me because part of the deal, part of the deal for him joining the league and playing a match play was that when the league was over, that I would play with him and his friends in Crusade. And I agreed to those terms. Um, but he was the reason why I wanted to get the whole, the, the league started in the first place. He and I got a chance to sit down and play, what kind of barrel I'll last? A barrel, it, it, the wins, loss, even some of the dice rolls, like legitimately didn't matter. It was just a great, fun game. 
had a bunch of fun and it was it, it was serendipitous for me to be able to get the opportunity to play against him because he was the guy that said oh i'll never play in a league and here he and i were sitting down having a good game having a fun game nobody's getting salty he kills a unit in the mind i'm laughing at the same things that he's laughing at like he, he had these guys <laughs> gene Stiller called that came up with they, they're all on bikes and they all roll up on my Doomstalker, that big um, War of the Worlds kind of thing with a big gun on its forehead. Two squads roll up and throw hand grenades into it and killed it in one round of shooting. And it was hysterical. And we both had, and they, they died the very next turn to the Scorpix that were hiding behind the wall. But it was still, it was, a, it was a ton of fun. So I, that was right there was the whole reason why I wanted to do the League at the Store the way that I did it was to have guys like him come in and just absolutely have some of those hysterical events um, happen for people like it, who don't care whether or not they win or lose a game. So that was, that was a ton of fun. That's it. That's all like legitimately. That's all I did gaming wise. Um, nothing like nothing super special. I had someone from, e <laughs> I think someone tried to scam me on eBay, which I can't wait to see how this turns out. Cause I got like five more days to, to, to come to the fruition on this one. Um, so I cleaned and sold a PlayStation on eBay. I sold it for a hundred bucks and four days after the guy got it, he responded to me saying, Hey, uh, I want to return it because it's damaged, which I thought was really strange because it clearly worked whenever I sent it. And I said, sure, sure. Send me some pictures and let me see what happened. And it looks like, like the, the it looks like it was damaged in shipping. Like it was dropped in the one corner is kind of mashed and it's right where the power button is. So it won't start up. Well, that's a shame. I had paid UPS to ship it and wrap it. So that's on them. That's not on me. So what I said to him was like, well, sure. Well, I'll, I'll send you a return label, send it back because I have extra parts. I have a, a, a non-functioning one that I can just swap the case in so I can take that motherboard, put it in this one, fix the case. I have a brand new button on there and then I'll just resell it. So for the $22, I think it is for him to ship it back to me. No problem. I mean, I'm losing a little bit of money, but I'm not losing everything. now. If I had something that I had, and I've done this before, when I've had something to return from eBay, I've bought something, it was damaged or whatever, I ship it, I don't know, within the next 24 to 48 hours, he hasn't shipped it yet. And eBay gave him until the 14th. If he doesn't ship it by the 14th, they cancel the refund request. I've already gone through and put through and got approved from UPS my insurance claim on them saying well here's the photos that he sent me here's what i sold the auction for and they said sure sure they reimbursed me it was insured for over a hundred dollars so they're going to reimburse me that and the shipping so i'm getting my money back for everything from ups but he hasn't shipped anything and i happened to mention this at work how i thought it was really strange like if i wanted my money back i would like i sent him a label in the email he acknowledged the email why wouldn't you just put it back in the box that it came in and off it goes and one of the guys that worked to me who I had not thought about this is like, there are plenty of people out there who buy things on eBay, claim that they're damaged, realize you're not going to pay the shipping back and say, hey, refund my money. You refund their money and they get to keep it when it's not really damaged. And I was like, well, he sent me photos of it. He said, he, yeah, he sent you photos of a damaged PlayStation right. 3. How do you know it was the one that you sent him? And I went, I don't know that it was a sent him. I'll know it when I get back because I got in the habit whenever I cleaned them right on top Making of the power serial numbers. No, right on top of the right on top of the power supply, I write the the year, month, and date of when I changed the thermal paste. So if anyone ever opens it, it says right there, thermal paste was changed on XYZ date. So when I get it back, if that's not there and I have photos of that, I'm gonna know that he sent me back the wrong one. The guy at work would convince me, he's like, 
if this guy hasn't sent this back in, it's been yeah. almost two weeks. He's like, that guy found pictures of a damaged PlayStation online is trying to scam you and said, oh, uh, the minute you sent him the return label, that's where the whole thing stopped because he realizes right. he can't send it back because he doesn't physically have it. Right. Now, I don't but know that's, if that's the case. I mean, he still has four days. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's correct, though, the way that people are is that a lot of people don't want to pay the return because you're losing money two ways that way because you're paying you know, for the return and most people don't insure their stuff like you did, you know? Right. Because me, either they, they don't, they don't think the insurance is worth it or any, you know, things like that. Like when I send anything anywhere, that's a value. I always insure it. Same know? here. That's, that's the policy that I have too. So I, in four days, I'll know by the time this show airs, I will know whether or not that guy put it in the, put it in the, because the USPS label that I sent him will either have been used or it has not been used. And then eBay will cancel the refund request. Right. But, I feel like, like, but then I feel bad because I went to UPS and made a claim in insurance. So now I've got the, yay, I don't have to pay him $100. Wait, now I've just committed insurance fraud. But not but really, I, because it was damaged. I mean. If it was really damaged, that's where they get so, into that weird if they. So if how, he yeah, he, has he got his money back? No, because eBay yeah. holds the money. It, yeah. So eBay gives you the option. You can either pay refund the money now and then just end it. or you can take the option of sending him a shipping label to return it. And when he mails it, then they release the money to him. Right. If he has, if he hasn't shipped it back, they're not going to release the money to him. Well, then just He's four days left. Then just throw the, throw the UPS money into a CD. And when UPS comes back at you for insurance fraud, say, here's your money back. And I've just made, you know, kind of like banks do, you know? Yeah. You I, just, I just, just, I made a couple of bucks on uh, a couple of bucks on the interest. Right, exactly. That's not a bad idea. So yeah, now I have that moral quandary of I thought I was doing the right thing. Hey, I need to make a claim. I don't want to lose all my money on this. It is like a hundred bucks I'm losing. I'd rather have that hundred bucks back. And then I'm like, eh, now what do I do? If this guy doesn't send this, I've just committed insurance fraud unknowingly. But I just committed insurance. You, you could always email UPS and give corporate America some more money. Uh, I could. Yeah. I. I recognize. In the I mean, it is the money they earned that money. They did. So they I will did. guarantee you that the money that they gave you was money that they paid pennies on the dollar for an insurance company from somebody who's sure. playing the risk ball game, you know. And what they paid you back, that I, I, I prefer made. to think that it came from blood diamonds. Yeah, probably. Maybe you probably. never know. So I may or may not have inadvertently committed insurance fraud. That is that 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 is, we'll see again. It, I mean, definitely I'll the way know. that I would um, start that off is by committing that to um, some verbal media that will be preserved for the future court case. Especially right, right. because if FedEx were to call me as a witness, I would say yes. Edward Horn did state that he had intentionally committed insurance fraud because that's the <laughs> statement he just made live on on the recording unintentionally i enunciated that in everything <laughs> uh, you you said you've just committed insurance fraud i mean i, I did you, say that that i, did I mean say I, that. I, I don't context uh, and context doesn't matter intent doesn't matter this right. is the america will you, you i was i always said wait that's the america you live in <laughs> i am i'll I'm be just, i'll be there on sunday ed i know i know i wish unless i, I unless i develop a cough I wish I could join you. 
but that's it. That was my week in gaming. Oh, uh, I, I should also just to br- bum us all back out again. You know why not? Oh. I'm like, I've I've been in a funk for the last couple of days. Of like, I'm, I'm just tired all the time. I I don't know if I'm. I don't feel like the weight loss is still going down. I've just had no energy, and I'm just like, I'm. It's been a struggle this week. I just working super late and all of that. So yeah, my uh, my goal of being like super all buff, like for the next show, for episode one hundred. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to be next time we play X Winged. I want to be able to say, okay, I'll, I'll be skins this time. You know. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it's I just feel really crappy about it this week. But I thought you know, I can't just I can't just ward the good times. I've got to have both sides of the coin so you all get to experience a journey with me, you know. This mm-hmm. last couple of weeks, or like last maybe five days been really hard and I, I've just not been feeling it. But I, I, didn't, I didn't fall off the wagon. I had a cheat day yesterday. I ate a bunch of carbs and then like today I've been like cereal. I took Evie to um, the the sports center so like we played a little bit of soccer and then on not in the soft play stuff they have then she went into the child curb bit where i walk i i i can't even say that i walked around the track because i checked like my phone later for like the fitbit up and i had out of a 45 hour long walk i had one minute of that walk was in the fat burning zone oh god so i, I plodded so- i plodded around the track for an hour I, I did my 10,000 steps today, but they were awfully slow steps. <laughs> it's so frustrating to me. That, oh. that is like easily my le- What kills me is like, so we went to, um, this is, I, I think I've mentioned this before. Due to COVID, we elected to have our kids go to uh, a cyber school as opposed to going to in-person school because we didn't want them to get COVID. Surprise, we still got COVID. Uh, <laughs> Delta variant turns out to be it's super contagious, just in case you didn't know that. Um, but through their online school they had a field trip to a ski resort a fairly famous one here in western pennsylvania seven springs and they were doing snow tubing and just me hauling my happy like they even had one of the conveyor belts like it was stupid easy you have a little like they have a little walk the dog on the snow tube kind of you literally just drag it from where the tubes are you get on the rubberized conveyor belt to the top of the hill slide back down and do it over and over again i burned all i i I double wrapped my exercise ring on my on my apple watch and i'm like how is it that i can do that and i feel like i didn't do anything i didn't do anything i just walked 35 feet and then rode rode an an escalator up for my birthday i got I asked for one of the what the Fitbits that did the heart rate stuff as well, because mm-hmm. I only my old one only did steps. So um, the first night I played like X Wing and stuff, my phone was like, "Oh man, you've just done like four hours worth of high intensity." What I like, um, so do I get that jittery playing X Wing that my fucking watch <laughs> thinks I'm having a heart attack? <laughs> Jesus, and this is me playing so. Hopefully that puts some like, understanding of me saying like when I'm playing competitive X Wing I don't like myself because this is just playing casual in the fucking. <laughs> All right, so I'll Sean, you're going to be able to relate to the story maybe a little bit more than, than Chris will. Um, every single day that we go up to play 40k, Gabe and I ride up together. 
We swing by Wendy's drive-thru. He eats chicken nuggets and eats. He tests. I had to stop dosing him for food that he was eating because either his heart rate's up or he's moving as much as he is. He would yep. drop and drop and drop. So legitimately, he it's can stress. consume. He can it's consume like 120 carbs worth of food. He drinks diet sodas, like so he doesn't have any. It's not drinking them, and then his blood sugar never changes. Yep. And he's just doing the same thing that you're talking about, Chris, where he's just standing over a table, rolling dice, looking up rules, moving models. That's all he's doing. But for me, that's super bizarre because in my mind, in our world, in the, having diabetics in the house, any carbs you consume, you have to put insulin in their body. Otherwise, they're going to be 400 in an hour and a half yeah. for, for their blood sugar. Not get He's even the whole way through, which is completely fast because he's not doing any work. It's like, like Sean said, it's all the stress of him putting his mind through all of that motion to, to get that going. It's really is interesting. He, is he on a pump? Yep. Yeah. A lot of that is, you know, you're bolusing higher at dinner too. Yeah. But he's so, getting, he's getting, you know, but he's getting nothing. He's getting nothing. I'm not bolusing. It's the, not bolusing the, it's the, the insulin that's always running. Yeah. The know? long lasting. Yeah. 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 Cause there's always insulin going in, but you bolus when you eat to counteract the carbs. And Correct. And what it is is that the stress levels are so high that the the continual insulin draw is enough to keep him, you know, at a steady pace. Which is just fascinating to me. It just is genuinely fascinating to me. Yeah. Anyway. The, the, the big problem with that is they can, you know, crash overnight and things like that. Oh, I know. Because of it, you know, Trust but <laughs> that is the mystery of diabetes, you know. Sean, I haven't gone to bed before 1130 in 10 years yeah we aaron my son was so insulin sensitive that we had to test him at 3 a.m every night for probably 10 years oh yeah i totally did that too I've t yeah. because if so what'll happen is i'll make sure that uh, i'll leave here we're going to be done recording this podcast i'll leave here i will get up and go and test the kids if mm -hmm. any of them are even in the low 100s, like 104, 105. Yep, you give them a snack. Or uh, we we do juice. Um, so yeah, apple, yeah, like yeah. apple juice, they're at the point where they can zombie that. So mm -hmm. I can just put the straw in their mouth and they'll drink it. They don't even know they're doing it. They've reached that level. Yep. But then I've got to set an alarm for three and get up and check blood sugars again. Do you do the protein snack at night with them? No, um, we probably should, to yeah. be fair. You know, um, just like meat sticks or cheese sticks or something. Yeah. Okay, along so, with their regular snack, you know. So in a way that I guess we do, because we do keep a lot of cheese sticks in the house. Yeah. Like all the zero car like one of Gabe's favorite things to do, he'll make himself two eggs before he goes to bed. Yeah, which is good because yeah. that's the uh, and I know we're getting into the, you know, juvenile diabetes talk on X Wing podcast, but <laughs> I mean I'm sure anyway. some people prefer this talk to the forty K one, so <laughs> takes all sorts. <laughs> Yeah, just, you know, just if you can try to get them a little bit of protein because that'll help them if they start to sink, you know, it's such a long acting, you know, carbohydrate that, you know, it'll hit later on in the evening and stuff. Right. But yeah, anyway, so that's it. That is my, my my gaming talk. Yep. So before we move on to the main topic, I just wanted to preface it with um, the, the stealth updates that AMG have been doing to a rules reference and the scenarios. Ooh. It just... Um, it's nothing big. It's just like everything. It feels like this is wrong, but it, what it feels like is, oh, you're just gonna fucking whine about it on Facebook, are you? Well, shame I fixed it yesterday. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not going to tell you so that you look like a fool. Oh. oh, the rules reference guy keeps saying this and it's wrong. No, it doesn't. Look, I can show you. Yeah, they changed it. Are, are you sure? Are you not just insane? Do you hate AMG that much? Nope. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, they, they've just gone in and cleaned up a bunch of wording for things. Right. The scenario, um, they've changed it to be like um, at, not within, for some of the ranges. They've clarified scenario actions even tighter. And they're just kind of uh, anything that people brought up, they seem to be reacting to. But like, I feel like that's like two or three different PDFs have changed in like, was it, are we at three weeks since this happened? Like in, yeah, probably. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just like staying on top of it and doing, I, I would like to call it due diligence, but given the hysteria that like some people interpreted from like different things that were said, oh, we're never going to get updates or whatever. I'm like, oh, this seems like a really good sign. So I, good, I was just good on AMG, just like, Everything seems to be ticking up, and it's. I don't know if they, if it's their side that is different to FFG's side, or if like Disney are treating them, or LFL are treating them differently, or whatever. But like, I'm just gonna check. This is, you know, whether they work the line of what does and doesn't require approval more or not. It's like, oh, we don't need to get approval to fix something that's blatantly just a a spelling error or something, do we? I don't know. But yeah, it's. I find it's interesting the, those little differences. Are they doing version history? Um, That's the so, only. I'm, so that, total, the, I'm really currently. I have as long as Star Wars history. scenarios two point two twenty. Sorry, can't speak. Scenario two point zero two zero two two. So two twenty two. Um, so I don't know. A, did I download it? I'll have to. I don't uh, actually know if I, I mean, it'd be on my phone if it'd be anywhere, so I'll check what It's on my on. iPad, which is upstairs. I could run up and get it, but I, I don't want to interrupt. But no, you, you can as... fail and I'll look as long as you're vamping so we're not sat in silence. Yeah, no, give me two seconds then. I'll go get it. No, it's in, uh, you talk, I'll look. Oh, okay. Well, I, so yeah, I, I can't look and talk at the same time. Oh. That, is, that is my, I'm totally on board with it. I think it's a fantastic thing. The only thing that I want to make sure is that we're ensuring that we have the correct documents out there. And this is... This is developer ed. I'm going to put my developer's hat on for just a couple of minutes while I'm sitting here. Versioning history is important so that I know what version we're dealing with. So whenever someone goes to a tournament and says, do you have the latest version of the rules? You'll be able to look directly on the document that it says version blah, 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 so that you know that that is the correct document. I'm 100% on board with spot changes. If they're going to make changes to the you know, grammar, we forgot a comma here. We made a misspelling here. We meant to say this, but we really meant that as opposed to letting that ride for three months until the next update, they correct it right away. I'm cool with it. I just want to make sure that there is a version history to make sure that we know what that is. So the only one I can find quickly, so I'm not holding the show up too long, is the sure. rules reference, and that's gone from version 1.4 to version 1.4.1. Perfect. So then, yeah, they are keeping version history, which is exactly um, what I want to do. But the Good scenario might just be too... Like it might be February 2022, because that would make sense. But it might yeah. also be. Well, hold on, I can tell different. you because I have them up. I have them up on my drive. Yeah, I don't have the. Apparently, I didn't save a scenario to my phone. But whatever. Hold on a sec. Give me one sec. So scenarios. I can find a version on them. Mm. Oh, I also went swimming today as well. 
Oh, that's good. In the scenarios are just it, effective it, date. I was I was laughing to Jill um, when we were eating earlier. So I, I said I was so like plodding along for the walk, and then got in the swimming pool because I'd said we'll go play soccer, you go to play, okay, then we could go swimming and have like a full fun day. But I got in the pool and I was that, still just that tired and fatigued. I'm like, this was a really bad idea. I'm just going to drown. I just can't. Uh, I <laughs> I got into it, but yeah, it was a a hard one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry. So, scenarios. Scenarios don't have version. They just have the just a date. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Three one. The three one twenty twenty two date. Yeah. No worries. Um. But yeah, like I said, they've they've cleaned some stuff up. Um. So that's there if people want to see it obviously just go to uh if you google x-wing documents it'll it's the first result but it's atomicmassgames.com slash x-wing dash documents um and then the mission we're going to talk about today is scramble the transmission which is the last mission out of the four that have been published um that's the one myself and Sean already spoke about in the flight deck, but I'll give you mm -hmm. a brief overview of it now. So it is Scramble's transmission from Scramble transmissions from the satellites to deny enemy forces valuable information in some mission objectives because you know you've got to get that story element in. Um, scenario setup is five satellites. You play on a three by three still. The obstacles is um, still six, so asteroids, debris fields, and gas clouds are your legal obstacles for this game mode. Uh, you follow the normal setup rules with the following ex exceptions. Once you've got player order, um, you um, <laughs> the first player becomes a red player, the second player becomes a blue player. Um, each player flips their player markers to a matching colors side, then you place um, at the start of a place obstacle step, place one satellite in the center of a play area, which is centered at range 4.5 of all board edges. So this is a tangent, sorry. One thing I've seen for this is that people play in person because that's the way that X-Wing is made. Yep. And the mats are different. Yeah. So, so it's one, ones, of, one of the complaints I've seen so if you have a map that isn't square, you want the longest, you want to play across the longest side of it because it's better to have, um, you want to play on a narrower one, not a wider one, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. am, I, am I using words correctly here? You are using words correctly. Yeah. Um, and then the way I would do this, if I was in any doubt, so were I setting up a tournament, I would get a quick pythagorean thing but you you want like a four foot piece like two four foot pieces of string to go corner to corner so you can find where the center is and then at the start of the day just tape a piece of objective like the one objective to the center of each map like what i would actually do given unlimited funds and time is i would actually go around and um get the maps printed with the center objective already printed on them. Yep. I was just going to make that very suggestion. So that's the catch with some of these mass produced companies, even the official ones. If, if you own the official ones from fantasy flight games, whenever they produce them, they are not perfect three foot by three foot squares. They're not a, they have rounded corners, which has always driven me nuts. Um, 
and B, they are not perfect three foot by three foot. It, yeah. it, it just comes with the manufacturing process. They may have been three foot by three foot when they were cut. And then the material kind of just shrinks over time, even if it's by, you know, a quarter inch, half an inch here. Yeah, uh, like heat sensitive. Right. Neoprene just as a material is heat sensitive. So I, exactly. Yeah. And as it ages, it shrinks. Yeah. She didn't know. But, um, so that is going to be it, it's never been super problematic with the way that X-Wing had been done traditionally from, you know, I wanted to say episode um, version one or version two so, doing it this way. It's it's the same. You have the same problem in any miniatures game, though. Well, like one, they give you the suggested size and trying to get yeah. the perfect measurements is never going to happen. One thing that players should do is actually when you set up range one from the table edge, like were I the judge at the world's final one, I would try and make sure that my mat was three by three. For were sure. that impossible to actually do i wouldn't actually make them set up range one from the table edge i would make them set up the correct distance from each other if that makes the table edges half like two millimeters on either edge smaller or larger but i think that's a more important number yeah but again that's my interpretation not necessarily correct because the so rule state that you deploy range one from your table edge, but that that may it fucks up um, uh, the rule of eleven basically. It does. It, it's interesting too that you mentioned printing <laughs> the ones with the uh, the center objective already printed on it. Those it, it, for those of you that were paying attention in my forty k talk of section, um, the neoprene map that um, Aaron had brought to the the league that night had predetermined marks on there for every mission in the, the yeah malifor used to do something very similar when they started getting mats made i believe it was mats by mars were like pioneering same uh, company it, the, same, yeah, same company yeah it's the overlay uh they're really really good um any any game that allows pre-measuring i believe that that is what you should do agree you, it it does break some of the very similitude of playing the game but i feel like um the potential for removing those things like those arguments is outweigh outweighs any loss of verisimilitude in in having that overlay on it but anyway but yeah it basically two pieces of string crossed over from corner to corner will get you a center put it underneath that but officially range 4.5 from all board edges uh, then starting with the first player you take turns placing the remaining four satellites this was one of the things me and Sean talked through as we were playing, because it's got to be at range three of the center and beyond range two of each of a satellite. Um, so you have like a band of the center one it can be, but then you once you put one down, it goes, it affects the placement of the others. But additionally, you also can only place it. Um, is it what's the correct word in there? Uh, at range two to four of your board edge so mm. it's like a hollowed out cut in half donut yep um or a bagel slice the wrong way i think people have done there's a really cool graphic i saw i think it was in the uk x-wing group that had like the uh the viable places for you to place the satellites until the first one is placed and then obviously it's reduced because it has a bubble around it kind of thing right exactly um but 
do you remember your thinking, Sean, for placing your first one? Or no, um... it was it was kind of like uh, you know just trying to make it so that it was as close to your side as possible, so that if you went past it, you went past it. You know, you had no yeah. you had no advantage. But the limitation on spacing and everything else, you know, it's I don't want to suck more of your ability to gain points to the middle. Yeah. I'd rather have it be once you buy it, you buy it, which I'm pretty sure your concept of it was the same too. But so for me, the way I went for placing my first one, which is the one on my side of the table, is I wanted it as close to my as close to the corner of my side on one of the two sides as I could get it. Because what I want again, because of the way I wanted to play it with only having four ships. I wanted to be able to take it first turn guaranteed with a wide variety of maneuvers and then leave it behind because for mm-hmm. this mission they stay on and they keep ticking over. Right. So it, uh, if it's out in the corner and I'm forcing you to go and get it, one of your ships that outnumbers my ships is leaving the game to go and do that. I'm not going to, I want to take it and I'm not defending it. If you choose to let me keep it, I'll rack up that point every turn. Right, but that so that was my thinking for like my first one. I wanted it as deep in as I could get it, and then I can just ignore it from that point on. I obviously as the game progresses, I might swing back around, but you know what? What like where I'm trying to go with that? Yeah. Um. Like, I didn't want to have to do like a five straight to claim it. I want to be able to like do a three bank and still be touching that range one of it kind of thing. Right. Uh, I, obviously, I've got A for Sprite, so I can always do my fine-tuned controls to get my cheeky boost before my action phase, which, again, Jedi cheating is Sean's favorite, you know? Yep. Um, yep. Then, for placing the one on your side of a table, did you have anything for that? Because I think you... I think we both did the same kind of thing. We both dragged it a little nearer to the center. A little Rob. bit nearer to the center. Yeah, that was the, yeah. you know, conceptually you're going to go as close to the center so you have interactivity yeah. with it as long as you can. Yeah, and I think um, we also lined it up almost perfectly with the outside one. So we were yeah. pretty much like parallel we, we did that. on the same vertical line. We did that and we also lined them up closer, like to the asteroids too. Yeah. Yeah, so let's move it. All right, so the reason why I went close again. Is because I wanted access to it. I knew you were going mm. to take it, but I didn't. I wanted when I go for that one to not be out of the fight. So the opposite right. kind right. of thing of like, I want to still, like, I, that's the one I want to swoop onto. Right. Or like, you know, hang, hang around, do a hard one onto, and then right. boost. Or, or, do, or do one of your magic moves towards, and then, yeah. you know. <laughs> magic moves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be a real shame if, like, my hawk could, like, my lat, who is hawk, could make one of my Aether Sprites boost in the end phase, then they can do a hard one, which happens to be blue because of my droid, and then boost, so I can do a boost, a hard one, another boost, and still get my action in my action phase. Yep. So I, I can be pretty uh, annoying with them to get them where we need to be the, facing. The thing about it is the, the the restrictioning off the side, you know, that now range two from the side. Yeah. It it doesn't give you many choices. You know, uh, you're 
you are limited. <laughs> your choices going forward are better than your choices going backwards. But yeah. at the same time, that could also be looked at in reverse too. You know, where your choices going backwards are more than your choices going forward. Yeah. But I think really, it, it just. I think that you'll, you know, people will have to develop strategy with that because, you know, if I'm going to do it, I want to try to make it so that my opponent has to go outside instead of inside. So how am I placing asteroids, you know, first? Yeah. And then, so there's a lot of, which I didn't take into consideration in our game because it's the first time I'd done it, you know, but after the game, those were things I was thinking about was, well, you know, you might want to take some consideration in asteroid placement maybe asteroids on the inside, the thing on the outside of it, you know, stuff like that so that people have to... I thought your asteroid <laughs> game was pretty good. I felt like you... I don't know if you were just mirroring what I was trying to do then. No, or, um, no. Oh, cause... I, I, when I place asteroids, Chris, I never look at what the other player's doing. <laughs> so I, always I, try to, I always try to create strategies with asteroids based upon how my list flies. Yeah. So, so what I, I tried to do here, because it's an action that you have to perform to actually turn it on or off. I wanted mm -hmm. to try and deny the opportunity to get those actions where I could. So I didn't put, like the first one I placed was guarding the center on Sean's side, but mm -hmm. I get, I think I put it relatively tight, but not tight enough that him coming straight at it over the top would be range one. So he, ha he had to yes. look around yeah. the asteroid, which is why yep. his air wing had to boost get the yep. bank boost which meant that he couldn't do the action as well which is what opened yep. it up for me to get it because right. if i'd have put the asteroid a little bit tighter he could just or, fly or straight on either at side it. or yeah. on either side of it too yeah <clears throat> yeah it was yeah. that was a good positioning for the a-wing because when i looked at it i'm like well i'm gonna have to boost which means i'll have to go to plan b which is going towards your back row claim do the hard turn next turn, you know, go to the other one, same yeah. thing and try to play not, you know, cause we talked about it before Chris in the, the show before, which is what sold me on the a wing was the fact that you're not attacking with that a wing. That's not the purpose of it. Your yeah. purpose of it is to cap, you know, it is fast and it's nimble. So you can cap objectives. Yeah. Almost like it plays a role. Yeah. In your list you know. For doing that exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and with that one, you know, you I could have gone down. Well, no, I couldn't. That was the only one point A wing. So, you know, you're kind of locked in at that point. You know, I'm yeah. not going to give you a point for sure because, as we saw, giving you a point would have sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then for the for the, obviously at some point I had to place asteroids on my side, which mm -hmm. again I always tried to make sure were on. Sean's side of my of, of the objectives on my side of the table. Yeah. Or anything that I've got to place on my side. Like I I didn't I think I I might have two and twoed the opposite rock. So where I said I wanted my first satellite to be the one that's mm -hmm. effectively two and two in the corner that I can yep. just get really easy. So the opposite side got one of my rocks because that takes it out of the game and can't stop. And then the bubble from that also controls were so i, I think turn nuts, zero yeah. has become massively more important in this kind of scenario was, 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 it, it does yeah in that scenario or anything where you're placing five of them out there five yeah. of anything out there 
because you have to think of asteroids and how you're placing them to make them defensive, basically. You know, how are you going to make them defensive against your opponent? Because you want to try to hold those backline ones as long as you can. Yeah. I mean, I, I would go as far as to say, I think you can either have offensive and defensive obstacle yep. placements now, because yep. like I can be taking a big rock, not because I want a big rock, but because of the surface area that its range one bubble takes up. Because if I put it in the middle, like in the triangle of the three um, objectives, so obstacles and objectives above O's, uh, of the objectives, if I put it in the center of that, the, the range one bubble might push that you can't block any, like, two of those right. with your next rock. Yep. So, like, putting, if you want to be able to claim an objective, you might put a rock at the side of it because mm-hmm. then they can't put one in front of it. So right. that would be like a defensive placement for an obstacle. Right. In, or, or you're trying to force them to the outside rather than inside. Yeah. You know, and then taking them out for a turn or two rather than allowing them to still be in that middle, you know, in that, that knife fight area. Yeah. And I think like for your list, I think pulling the objectives further in on one flank and then mm-hmm. placing the obstacles on the outside of them to like cut off that channel to make the table narrower so that you can have that range one dogfight, knife fight that you want. Yeah. And, you know, I was, my concept of setting it up was for that long reach of the A-wing. Yeah. Hitting that back edge and then being able to turn, you know, capture it one turn, which of course I failed to do, and then taking you know, that three bank or whatever it was setting up for the next turn for its capture, because you're not getting those two back right away. You yeah. know, if I can take those two yeah, and, you know, it's kind of like if you ever played WoW and you played a Rathy Basin, you know, and WoW, the, the battlefield of Rathy Basin, you know, it's kind of the same thought process as that is mm-hmm. the battle of that is always towards the middle. And then you have ebb and flows on the flanks, you know, yeah. And so, that's that's how it works, you know. One of the things that I'm really intrigued with with all of this, though, is that we don't we're not just talking about. Oh yeah, so we set the rocks up in the usual V. Or we set the rocks up in the usual tight X, or we set you know the arrowhead yep. here, or like, though it's now de- it's definitely more in depth. For like what I used to talk to people about, so when you're placing turn zero stuff you want to be able to you can't control where your opponent goes i'm not like the cliche is or you just drag them through the rocks kind of thing and that's Mm -hmm. that's that involves your opponent obliging because they get to pick their own moves as it turns out who knew Mm -hmm. there isn't a taunt ability in x-wing you know Mm -mm. um but like having setting up channels that i'm going to set up here and then i've got a choice of going up that gutter back down my own table edge i can bank on my second move and take that channel or i can turn on my first move and take this channel and then in three moves time this is where my prime engagement is going to be yeah uh, this is it's where my like fire arcs are going to be at this point of the game kind of thing it becomes more of a chess match you know you, yeah. you really have to understand your opening and you have to understand your list and your opening and then you have to look at that middle game and what that middle game is going to offer, you know, and then 
from there, it's how are you going to close the game out? And yeah. if you the moment, the, the hard part is the moment you fall behind, it can be difficult to get back in. That's you know? one of the things I think is definitely true in these um, these scenarios. And I, I'm going to be honest, Sean, I don't know how much of it is A, the wisps people are playing, and Correct. B, the way that they're playing, like the choices they're making, because I've... I feel Jeez. like what so the equivalent the way to I'm gonna try to frame this now is we're back to playing first edition X Wing, where I would take my four X Wings and I would fly them at your tie swarm and we'd meet in the middle and roll dice and then one like, oh man, this game's really swingy. I don't know like why I keep losing or like I yeah. I like that that TIE fighter rolled a bunch of aids and then I just lost all my X Wings. Oh my, I, man, I, I had to shoot Biggs three times and did like two damage, so I just I just lost. I, yeah, I, but with th this, I don't think it was exactly that. It was uh, it was uh, just well. It's, it, you, go on, Sean, you go. I, 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 come I, back. I think you're correct as far as you know your list because I will say this: I do believe my list is a good list against the list that you're playing because I control I can control the board with ion torps and ion cannons. I have an ability to slow your list down. Oh, so so I, I'm, I'm not so much talking about our specific game or your specific list. I just no, no, no. The, I, I the, get ge it. I'm just the general concepts of, like, yes. as an example, if in our game you were relatively spread out mm -hmm. and I, I, held, I took the center and destroyed the piece you'd sent into the middle in Garvin, which gave me, which split your force into two, which then mm -hmm. allowed me to collapse on the other side. So I, I ignored 10 num because that's just one ship and I've still got four. But you had two coming the other way, so I was like, if I collapse on the two, I'm definitely going to get one of them in arc of all four. And that, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, but the way I... Because you were trying to be able to claim all five and contest all five and fight the entire front, because that's the natural thing to do. So I, I can't give up all of these objectives, whereas I was very much like... Well, you know, I can't hold these objectives, so I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to take what I can. And I think that might... And I, I could be wrong here. People can literally take correct me on this, and it's fine. I don't mind. But I think that the reason why the game is so swingy is because people are going all out on something and then shitting out. So when, I, uh, it, when you look at... So let me really quick, because I think this does matter, is... The strategy I was trying to use was almost like a Napoleonic double outflank, you know, instead of a single outflank, because I pulled, you know, I pulled Gina Moonsong in to the middle from the right. That was my whole plan. Yeah. Was to force turn three as a fight in the middle, where Garvin was doing what Garvin does and passing things. Yeah. And I still sped, you know, that I didn't like slow crawl this up either. Oh, no. I went, I went for it. And the whole, you know, the concept was try to get that A-wing back behind and double swing. The problem was, was that when I took the, when I took the proton torpedo shot, it failed. Yeah. Uh, so, so now, so, so now I lose the strategy of, you know, slowing you down in the middle so that I can now take all the shots at you, yeah. you know? And that's why I'm not trying to go too deep on our specific game. I, no, 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 no. There's no, no. people but, but it, it taking... Does, 
yeah. Yes. What I'm, the thing I'm Strategy talking about, Sean, matters. is that people Strategy are taking matters. like uh, are going all out. So for rebels, for example, people mm -hmm. are saying that every rebel list has to start with the two point A wing and a two point C wing. No. Oh, sorry, two point Z ninety five. And I'm like, so you're basically forcing yourself to run a six ship list, and I don't know that that's the right choice. Because yeah, sometimes you might be able to control more of the table and get the objectives, and other people can't. But equally, a Z ninety five can just die. Correct. So and if you if you've sent Boint out to to chip to hold something on the flank, to claim that objective on the flank and chip away, and then someone comes in and just fires one proton rocket at it and it dies, mm -hmm. you've given them a two point from Boint and lost that objective. Yep. Correct. Now you're three points in the hole. Yeah, We're, but because it's but I've got more ships, so I still have five ships left now. Like it's true, but if all your ships are easier to kill, it's more swingy. So if the, if the evade dies, so the list that I felt was a, and again four games, guys. So please don't read too much into this as a real complaint. It was just a, uh, and it is probably ninety nine percent because I lost. But playing against the A-Wings <laughs> where I had bad targeting choices and just played badly and lost, I was like, oh man, that feels like a really hard match, but I don't know what I'd do. But equally, it's like, if one of those A-Wings just pops, how does he ever do any damage to me? Right. Like, yeah, you can fly around with the objectives or whatever, but like, and that's, that's why I think uh, games are ending relatively quickly, which is one of the complaints. Oh, like our game finished relatively quickly, like turn five or six would have been the completion, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it was there. turn six, turn seven, if you'd have yeah, got it was the turn delay. Six. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, which, I mean, it, the game still took practically 75 minutes if we played it out. Mm -hmm. But turn because the turn limit is 12, it feels weird that it's ending that soon. Does that make any sense? Yes, yeah, that, yeah, because you're yeah. putting anytime you put an end figure onto something, you know, games don't feel complete if they end early. You know, it's just yeah. like in Armada, it's just like in 40k, it's just like in any game where you have objectives out there or you have turn limitations. Sometimes, you know, you feel like turns are left on the table or however you want to put it. But in this, because you have you're gaining points from objectives and then you're gaining points from killing ships. That game is at the speed of the dice at that point. Truthfully, it, mm. it literally is at the speed of the dice and, and how your dice roll so that you can modify them in any, you know, whatever way possible. And I think that's one of the things where I, I feel like my, my four ship Republic list, I think, and I might, again, I might, it's two, I've played two games, but only one of each, Oh, only one of the two scenarios kind of thing so very little practical experience here but i think the fact that it's so frustrating to try to kill them i feel like that's of more value than trying to force myself to fit like i could go up to five ship list easily i drop um one of the five pointers and take click and a three point ship mm -hmm. and it's like oh yeah great but, but do, you don't have but, the, but you don't have the synergy. Yeah, like do do I have two ships that are now easier to kill? And 
Well, is it, does, uh, doesn't it's that go weird. back to doesn't that go back to eighty six and eighty five or whatever it was? The Echo Whisper list, where are you going to give up the twelve points, or are you going to keep the twelve points, or you know, because you're giving it up yeah. either way. You're giving up twelve points. Yeah, I was going to say it was different back then when those lists were floating around because they were basically holding on to those twelve points. Yeah, yes. I mean, but that's... The, the twelve points was for initiative bid. You know, you're giving Correct. up a ship for initiative yeah. bid, but at the same time, just like people who played that list and had the ship in there, a lot of times that stupid TIE fighter got in the way. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, like for for this, like the equivalent thing now is like I don't we don't give up half points in this scenario. So if my ship limps away with one health, I can then send it to claim your backfield objective and I'm still I've I'm still getting value out of it. Correct. But W- would I have been able to do that with a, a weaker ship because I went I wanted yeah. more? No, I get it. And, yeah, that's, and that's, that's why I point. feel like that. I think it's because it's so new, and the the instant approach from everyone has still been, "What can I spam the most of?" So like six interceptors, which Ed, I'm surprised you're not all over this list. You'll like it. It's uh, Nash uh, Nash Windrider, Goran. So basically, Nash lets someone who so four initiative one interceptors, all mm-hmm. with trick shot. Yeah, okay, I can oh, see is that. It trick shot? No, uh, I might be wrong. I might be lying. I can't. Crack I shot. might be confusing two. No, it's. I can't even remember if you can take that or not. Anyway, but there's four interceptors. Then Goran is another interceptor. His ability is that one of them gets an evade token, and then uh, Nash's ability is uh, if someone dies you get to spend his charge and they get to attack at the current initiative value. So you can't be initiative killed with one of your ships. Interesting. And it's a six interceptor list. So uh, yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's going to be a super swingy game. Yeah, very. Yeah. And that be- doesn't take into consideration running into your own ships and getting damaged. So um, I've, got, I've got questions. Uh, you yeah. guys have been kind of, you've been going on for a little bit. I've got, I've got questions. Yeah, since good. I didn't watch the game, didn't participate in the game. <laughs> Going into this um, game, what were your strategies and what were you what were you um, thinking when building your lists? Because it sounds like obviously, Sean, you added specifically a ship in there because you had the two points and had to put in something. A ship whose sole job was to go out and grab objective. Were you building oh. your li- list with the idea of clogging up the middle and claiming those, or and as the game progressed, was it I need to go out and grab objectives? Because I've heard a lot of talk of it seems to me that the game was based, built on, or losing by, losing is not the right word. The game was decided by combat, ultimately in the end, but it was also objectives. Like, it was all, a whole bunch of that. It was kind of a mixed bag. So I'm kind of curious oh, what, you were, so, what, what you were going in with. So conceptually, the, the, you know, first turn, of course, you want to hold your own two. On your side of the board and try your to grab the one board. Point. And then try to get the middle. That's, you know, because that is... I think that that is the natural thought process of people when you're looking at something like that, you know, cause it's still just like any other game, your objectives are in four corners and the ones in the middle, it's just like asteroids mm-hmm. are basically played the same way. The whole point of, well, the, the big point of the list was the strategy was to pull in and pincer him, control him. Cause on my ships, I have ion cannons and ion torpedoes. I'm using 10 num with, two ships that can pass him stress. 
so that 10 num he's my highest you know or he's not the highest but he's the best ship i have on the board for usability he can either he can either auto blaster him ion him so he's kind of the one that i want to attack ships the other ones i want to control ion torpedoes and ion can so if i get the hits in on chris or i get the hits on on any ship you're now limiting them to what they can move you know now they're moving taking one damage and they're moving you know basically the the ion move and so now you're controlling the board so my goal was to control the middle use the a wing as the runaround ship like chris was talking about was to try to get the back and when he talked about having a ship with one health left you know getting them out of the fight and going to capture objectives because I don't fly A-wings very well. You know, I'm just not. It doesn't have a one straight, so my brain... Well, <laughs> I was wondering why, about... I wasn't going to say that out loud, but I was wondering that's about why, that. why, you know, I didn't... I think I didn't. the A-wing was probably the star of your list because, it, I mean, I got lucky exactly in the first exchange because I did. Yeah. I think I did take him to one health in the first turn of, like, random pot shots. I actually just blasted through the A-wing and managed to, like... I think I took one damage on Shakti, didn't I? Yeah, that um, was off. Of, uh, that was off. Uh, not the A wing, but uh, that was off Garvin. I think. Yeah, I, it, the A wing and Garvin, and I think Tenum. Maybe, or maybe I was out of work for Tenum. I can't remember. Um, no. It was definitely two shots at Shakti, uh, and I dodged the A wing. Oh, he blanked out. I think because um, yeah. I'd forced him to spend tokens. All but, oh no, he boosted. No, no, and, no I uh, boosted. I yeah. boosted. Yeah, um, but I'd. Um, I managed to damage the A-Wing, uh, take it to one hole left, and that, but it didn't die in that game. He got yeah. behind me, was claiming objectives, and effectively just let it do its thing because I had bigger fish to fry. Like, I'm not going to chase it because I need my wolf pack to stick together to do right. work. But... See, in my wolf pack, you know, the concept was wolf pack comes together by turn three. It just didn't hit anything. <laughs> you know? yeah. Four ships. I had four ships shooting at split targets just because of the asteroids, because the asteroid caused me to shoot. Instead of shooting everything at Shack D, I shot at the lot, which I did get yeah. the ion through on the lot. I did the, you know, got enough yeah. to put two ion tokens. But yeah. ultimately, you know, the game was lost, in my opinion when i didn't claim the center he claimed it so it was three two after round one round two it was three or it was two 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 one round it was three one round two yeah round two was a really good round for me because i yep. you the one that where you attempted to flip it didn't flip yep. it just removed didn't mine flip. but i flipped yours so yep. it was only four points to score and i yep. got three of them um, and so it was a big round and then round three was the Garvin Drees. Yeah, know. he evaporated. Well, he, he didn't. He 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 died turn four. Yeah. Turn five. Turn five. You killed the other. You had everything basically shooting yeah. at the Pollard. at the yeah Pollard. Yeah, but he took one damage on turn three. Was still in a good place, but then I bumped, and that's what that's what. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got you the lat blocked you, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the the lat blocked the move, and because. It was, I had to make a choice because of, you know, uh, the, you're rolling for initiative after dials. So if I win initiative, I stop the lot. If he wins initiative, he stops me. And that was the concept of that. 
and he won initiative and he ended up blocking Garvin and then Garvin just vaporized turn four, you know, yeah. and then he um, had all four ships shooting at Pollard on turn five. Yeah. Uh, for me, I had to go back to your original question. So obviously I didn't build a list for this scenario. Clearly. I, I took the list that I've made that I wanted to try. I want to try it in all of them. Um, so I have in my list building, I like, I have what I think are tools to let me do a bit of everything. But the main side of it is um, I, I want survivability um, and the ability to output damage. The yeah. like, I, Which objectives don't matter to that concept. Then the things that allow me to do the objectives is the fact that I'm playing um, Republic, so like my good ships are um, slippery. Yep. So I've got uh, 2A for sprites, well, a, a Delta 7B, a, a Delta 7, and an A to 2. So I have system phase boost or barrel roll from Shakti. So I have the ability to claim that center one at initiative four. I've got pr uh, post move before action repositioning from the A for sprites. So I can do stuff like a boost or barrel roll into range one and then use my action to do it and still have force. It's fucking cheating. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's, it feels pretty good. And then even though I've only used Hawk's ability once in two games, and I think it was on his, on, on himself, Hawk giving me an end phase boost to open up like, holding force and stuff like that is what I plan on using to help me with those objectives. Because I can, yep. and I don't think I can hold objectives. I can fight you off them, take points off your list doing that, mm -hmm. and as long as I'm contesting enough, then... It's like, free points at that point. Yeah. Like, Interesting strategy. I like yeah. that idea. And you know, but, I, but I shouldn't give up points from my list. I might give up points from objectives, but if I'm not giving up points from my list, do I care? I don't know. And I, that's an honest thing, I don't know. Well, and, and I think Chris is correct. I think durability in this will matter a lot too, you know. Especially for the ships that are going out and designed to go out and hold the objective. Either that or you've got ships that are super fast that you can bounce from one objective to the other. Yeah. Well, well it's it's but like Chris said though, if you're if if he's killing your ships and you can't kill his ships, he's gonna win through that attrition game. And then the bonus for him is getting the first two objectives, getting the middle. He isn't worried about holding them, but he's nimble it's, enough. It, I, where... I'm slowing down the rate at which you score points whilst Correct. I kill you. Is my entire right. plan. That's... I think. I think that's. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to. You know, be all and end all. Like I'm not dealing in an absolute here because I'm playing Jedi. You know. Um, <laughs> but oh, the yes. general plan is that if I all I have to do is slow down the rate at which you tick over whilst yep. i kill you and, and this was just one scenario like chris said you know he's yeah. done two but you know i don't know what list you played against in the first time the for That's, other scenario that so the, the one i've used this list was the Septus list which was two uh two hyenas um with bombs it was cluster mines um seismic charges a Django fet um with a bunch of stuff and blaze bomb and then a general grievous with all of the stuff. So that was another four ship list. Um, 
and we were playing the there's still the five objectives but the number of ships matters uh, and in that one i went all out to take the bombers out of the game because i didn't want them just because they can just sit on the asteroids that he's put near the ob- objectives mm-hmm. and just turn around and shit out a bomb to annoy me so i went hard on each flank and just went straight at the bombers to just kill them and i actually i committed i didn't want to talk too much about this game because it's a different scenario so i'll mm-hmm we can like do it when we talk about that scenario but uh basically i committed i barrel rolled mace into bullseye range one of one of the hyenas meaning that there was zero chance that i could not fly over the asteroid Mm. i I was i don't care because i'm gonna shoot it with my barrage rockets from the what i'm shooting it with mace i'm getting the rerolls from everything i i double arced for that so i had the the turret pointing forwards and then firing the barrage so i've got i can lap re-roll myself which is a very rare thing for a lap to be able to do um but i just went all in on taking off this hyena and then the same on the other flank i sent um luminara to take the longer range shot and shakti to try and get in close and auto blaster it and i think i ended up trading Lum- um i traded out shakti because um he got me with the one of the bombs because he was a lower initiative than me so in the system phase i couldn't barrel roll out until after the bombs dropped so he dropped a concussion mines and i rolled double hit and that was enough to finish me off Uh, if i roll anything but double double hits i was fine but whatever um yeah but I, i i reduced that one to one hit which i then killed to win me a game like five six rounds later kind of thing but yeah just that, that same kind of thing of like i i need to kill these because then you can't score those two all of the time and i'll take the points from killing the ships even if i'm not claiming those objectives because you're not claiming them so i'm slowing down the rate at which you're i don't want you to passively tick over against this list i want you to be fighting me because i win that fight i i believe i win that fight and maybe against six interceptors i don't <laughs> right because they're just just, yeah well i don't i don't know that if i sit in the arc of six interceptors i don't think i do win that fight anymore well true yeah because that's 18 red dice (laughs) yeah but that's a lot of dice yep um it's making me it's making me rethink the list that i want like because don't get me wrong i'm still going to play the tie swarm list just because it's tie swarm and i definitely want to try it out for myself to see how it feels because i have my own theories and how that played out but I absolutely see the point of if your objective is to send a quick, fast ship with very low hit points, so to speak, and high high agility and hope that that ship is going to be claiming objectives every turn, that's probably not a wise decision. A mixed bag of a ship or two for those purposes and other ships that are more durable that can endure some of the damage that's coming. So I've got a better one for you if you, if you like. Right. Oh, uh, just, just so you don't copy me i'm just going to tempt you back to a dark side here did you know that you can take night beast two obsidians wampa suntia fell and scenery so you can have two i6 aces and a fourth time mini swarm i how many and how many ships is that six six ship whereas two of them are i6 interceptors Interesting. you have a total of what like 80 well, Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen health on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, you, 
you're you're pretty worried about messing up with the two interceptors, but they're I six. So mm. for this scenario, one of the things I wanted to ask ask Sean about. So I, even if so, I'll I'll get the point out and then I'll ask Sean the question. But having two I sixes means that if you are not first player, it's impossible to stop you if you're working those two in tandem. You cannot stop them from taking one of these objectives because one moves in, flips it back over uh, to at least neutral. And then the second one can come in and actually claim it if you fail to on the first one, because there's, you're more than likely going to flip it because it's focus hit or crit result. So I think um, five out of eight results. Maybe uh, is there only two? I can't remember. Yeah, it's in your favor. It's in yeah. your, definitely in your favor to get it. But obviously, if you don't, it sucks. But if you've got a second ship at the same initiative working as a per, then it's a hundred percent all of the time. You get to change one of them. So having that tag team, and obviously my entire list being I four means that I one two three. I always get to go after them. So even if Sean beats me in the race to the middle, I get to go after him and take it back from him. And actually we talked about that yeah. too in the game. Yeah. And I was because that was an interesting point because that came after I rolled and failed. And then you came up and, you know, took mine by blanking it and then getting it in the yeah. in the after effect. And that's where that's where um you know you can see a list that tandems itself like that is a very strong list. Because if I'm moving at three and I, you know, I take it, but I blank. So it's now back to neutral and I don't have another ship to take it. Chris walks in with a four and gets it. Now I either, I have to roll well because it'll go back to neutral and then roll well to be able to get it again with my five. Yeah. And having that double ability is really strong. And uh, it feels bad to sacrifice your action to not do anything. Mm-hmm. it's like oh i took it off you did you though yeah uh, like, would it have been better to just sit there and focus but then i have to then i get to focus as well so by doing it do you deny me the action but then i've got the focus you know what i mean it it changed yep. down but i think that pair of in that specifically the reason i like it as a concept is because i've got those two i6s how many other lists are going to run two i6s and still have six bodies right yeah like that seems pretty decent to me. Um, I think rebels can do a decent amount of I five. So like Fane Kyrell being an I five for four points. This is one of the things that I was, I I kind of just sidestepped the discussion because I wasn't really in the mood because I was just hungry and tired and grumpy for the last <laughs> like, couple of days. So I didn't want it to go in the wrong direction. But like. Uh, on the fly better page ryan farmer had asked about like what ships were surprising and someone said the the two-point air wing that sean was using should be in every rebel list and then ryan asked like what about blount and stuff like that in a conversation and i was like there's different sides of it but basically i don't know that every rebel list should have those two two-point pilots because for that four points i can have an initiative five x-wing mm-hmm correct is that initiative 5x wing going to serve me better uh, there's a bunch of in four point initiative five pilots in rebels i don't think you can do five initiative five ships in rebels but you can do some really interesting stuff 
Well, I think I was looking at a, a list the other, um, earlier today. It's on my computer upstairs. I didn't save it. But from memory, it was um, Thane, Wedge, um, Ibstam, uh, which is the, the cheap ARC 170 that's Initiative 3. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, Ezra in the TIE Fighter and AP5 as a, an Initiative 1 coordinator who can coordinate even with you stressed. So you've got three mm-hmm. c- crew carriers who can, all of them can afford to take layer. So you can put layer on whichever one you want to. You've got, like, I was going ion torpedoes on the X-Wings for that control that Sean was talking about, because um, they can't afford protons, but um, like, there's enough. Uh, and it was outmaneuver wedge, so that like, you have to, you can't just, like, one of it that fucks me. My concept of I'm just going to be tanking hard to kill if I'm only rolling one fucking dice, I'm not very tanky, am I? No, like, right. Wedge right. comes in with his eye on top and goes, Get fucking wrecked, you're ioned now. And I, I don't know how much it puts, there's a lot of pressure on the arc and the two X Wings to carry a lot of the damage weight, but you've still got a coordinator to make sure that like stuff's going double modded and you've got Ezra who's literally just evading every turn and holding away or probably so that your other ships can cater and, and just be in that ship to mess around and I don't I have zero two-point ships in that list yeah but it works in a very different way to I'm just going to bum rush all of these objectives hope that none of my stuff dies and then I just win because we roll dice at each other mm-hmm. and I don't know I don't know that I'm right but I know that it's an option and that excites me that we're back to a point where people don't know how to play x-wing at the moment yeah i'm not saying that yes. this is the way that you should play it but don't get sucked into it being like oh you've just got to build your list like this and take these ships and do you know you just fly six interceptors at the fit closest thing or um you you start every list with a two-point ship and work from there i think it's the games become a lot more nuanced but we mm-hmm. as a player base just haven't played enough to see it yet. Right. Agreed. Any other questions, Ed? We've just touched past How... two hours, so I've got one and yeah. one alone. Did you find yourself making moves in that game differently than you would have in editions prior? I.e., I could line up these two ships into a kill box into a small kill box to take some shots onto a ship to drop some shields off or drop some hull off of it or i could sloop this ship and claim an objective yes but i don't know so for me i luminara went on a a little bit of a detour to hold sean's back objective and to flip that Um, i could have just sent one but again i needed to make sure and Luminara has a harder time of getting around, but she can clear the stress okay. So she took a... I didn't... I think I still got shots, but it was range three obstructed shots or something like that. I might be yeah. slightly off. Yeah, um, yeah. you got you got obstructed shots on... Yeah. I think that's but, what kept Arvin alive longer, was the obstructed shots. Yeah. Um, and then... I'll, not necessarily in this game, but in the one against... Um, will with his droids and stuff again i put myself in a position to automatically take lose my shield off mace and i did roll a hit and took the hole as well but i needed to clear him out off that objective um 
he dropped um, a debris cloud. Is it no um, spur parts? Can't, no, not spur parts. The big one, and I can't remember the name of. Um, yeah, the, the one, the one that the large and medium base ships can shit out of the back. Oh, yeah. um, I can't. It's remember. the big. It's the yeah. big uh, debris cloud. It, it's a debris cloud that you get to place as an action. Yeah, he yeah. he deployed that, um, which I could have done stuff to get around it and keep chasing. But I'm like, well, I'm on the correct side to keep holding this obstacle, so I'm just going to hard one the other way not have a shot, sit behind this objective now, because I've got an asteroid in front of me and a debris cloud to the right, where the centre of the table and all the action is that way. So he's going to have a hell of a time damaging me now, and I'm already on the objective, so I'm just going to stay here. And yeah, it's my 7B intercept, so it's my big three dice, you know, my big swinging ship. But I hung around there and then went and finished off the hyena, but I was saying died later. That's how I got it, because I was hovering in that area just again ticking over points and protecting my seven point investment or whatever it is my six point investment ship so i do find that i i'm still playing with the obstacles in mind which makes it a very different uh, objectives in mind sorry um which makes it a very good different game to what my previous um i'm not saying editions versions but yeah i don't know what how how you felt about it sean so, yes, in that, A, I'm playing with A-Wings, so that would never normally happen. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yes, that I'm playing a little bit differently than normal. With B-Wings, no, because I've played a lot of B-Wings over time and have a pretty good understanding of what their limitations and what they can do and how to fly them in and around rocks. Um, X-Wings, I haven't played with an X-Wing in a long while, so that was a little different, but it's, in my opinion, it's just, a tiny bit faster than a B-Wing, if you want to call it anything. Yeah. Of course, um, wings no. again, the boost is good as well. Yeah. You know, there's there's pieces of it because I didn't do that, but I'm okay with that because it's the first time playing the list, so I have to figure oh. out. And, and I didn't hit all my synergies either. You know, but that was it. One thing I did want to ask you about, unrelated to a main, I probably should have asked in the flight deck side of it, but how do you feel now given that the the old man list we used to talk about is mm -hmm. much harder to come by without making a deliberate sacrifice because you have this loadout value which inherently makes you want to take cards uh, are you how are you I, I don't want to like take the question but how are you so, finding that so if i look at if i look at the other list that i have built right now with the two fire sprays and the z95 that list is more of an old man list than the rebel list was for sure. You know, cause I mean, yes, there's more to it, but it's still, you're, you're still trying to, you know, just play the basics and then you have other switches that you can turn as you go. You know, that's kind of the way that, cause that's Boba Fett, Crassus and Nadru. you know, that's conceptually, I think it'll be a different type of list to play with, but it will be a, you know, just as fun, but I think that's kind of the closest I can get to an old man list, unless I draw all the way down to just taking generics. You know, then yeah. you're. Then I think you're that really might be a fun, a fun experiment to try and do. I don't know if it'll be because uh, obviously I'm enjoying going through these scenarios. But yeah. maybe once we're a bit more into a game, maybe trying to look at 
can we build a viable list that doesn't really worry about the loadout value too much? Uh, oh, right. I'm, I'm taking the I'm spending all of my points on proton torpedoes because I know what proton torpedoes do. Right. So I, I I'm looking for something that has exactly twelve loadout in a torpedo slot because then I don't need to worry about it. But like that yeah. kind of wisp, I'm sure there's viability and like stuff you can do in that direction. But I I personally haven't put the time into worrying about that just yet. But that might be an interesting sidebar to have at some point. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. You know, it's. I don't think this changed the way that I played. You know, it's you're just adding another element into the game with the objectives. So I'm playing lists that I'm familiar with for the most part. You know, at least three out of the five ships I knew how to fly. Well, the X-Wing isn't, like I said, much different than a B-Wing, unless you really want to, you know, GTFO at that point. Mm -hmm. um, the A-Wing is a little different, but I, I've flown A-Wings long ago in the past and had success with them. So there's not, but it, I flew them way different. You know, I didn't, I flew them as ships that were fast. I flew them in formation and I flew them so that you're shooting everything at one ship. That was the concept of the 6A wing list that I flew. In this regard, one of the things that you do have to pay attention to a little more is your end result on your ships. And the reason why I say that is because I didn't want to take unnecessary damage. So that was the one change in all of it for me was dialing maneuvers in that made sure that I didn't give you extra, you know, free free damage basically and not bumping right. my own ships you know that was the key to for me flying was taking those two things into consideration everything else i flew i thought the way that other than having the wrong ship on the wrong side i really think that i flew it the way i wanted to you know pincer move to the middle get the a-wing to the back garvin doing what garvin does i know i'm going to lose garvin i know that i'm going to lose him but if i can get two good turns with him passing focuses and I can get a good shot, you know, either a focus target lock style shot or something to that effect. I think I do better, but. And I, I, you say you know you're going to lose, Gavin, but it took all four ships and I, I agree. perfectly killed him. I agree. No, so no, no, there's, I, I, there's definitely a world where Gavin lives with one health left and then but it's I a know different that, game. But I, but, but I know he's your prime target right off the bat, yeah. you know? And oh, yeah. so he's like Biggs. You know, you're going to lose Biggs because of what Biggs does. Right. For me in this regard, though, I knew because you don't want my ships, you don't want my ships to be able to stress, pass stress, and then still be focused. You just don't want that. You know, yeah. it's it's not what you want. And, you know, and, and if, I really think that if I roll a little bit better on both offense and defense, it's a closer game. I'm not saying it changes the game, but it's definitely a closer game at that point. Oh, I mean, you it's know, one of it's, those things, like, yeah. Just chaos theory and fractal yeah. division off, yeah. off it. Like it was the second like Gavin lives with one health. I then can't do what I do in the center. I can't yep. um switch my focuses easy because someone still has to deal with him. Um yep. that yep. gives you time to do more stuff. Pollard's not taken off a table, you know. Yeah. The, nope, absolutely. The multiverse from that point is a very different place. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I'm not yeah. even just talking about him, but it was you know, Pollard rolled, I can't tell you how many, how many blanks on defense dice. You know, I had a, he died with, uh, he died, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, with the focus token still on him for how yeah. bad I, yeah. 
you know, it was just that type of a thing where I either rolled blanks or I rolled evades and that was it, (laughs) (laughs) you know, feast or famine. Yeah. And you know, the shot that got him was the range three or range. Yeah. I think it was like a range. I did it in the wrong order, didn't I? I shot shot T first instead of last. So I was lucky to actually get the kill because I I put uncancelable crits onto shields and then was like, why did I do that? I could have shot yeah, everything else, get rid of a shield, yeah. and then put these these crits onto hole. But... Right, and and it was you, you did that. You did shoot it, you know, out of order. But at the same time, it was when I had the two obstructed or range three, whatever they were, shots. You know, I blanked both those, and yeah. then because I took two damage on both of those, I took the two off of your uh, what you call it, and then I took the three yeah. damage. Off the, that lat, last shot. the lat did damage everything. It, like, yeah, so my I, my offense was near perfect in that game. Yeah, and and the thing was is you know that was the one where you bled one extra damage through because yeah. you know you did the extra hit and all that and yeah. But you know that is the way X wing plays. You know it's some days yeah. are like that where dice are good. Oh. Edge of my game is a great example of that when we played. You know, no, I, feels I like just a think that was Ed being a shitter, and we'll never have proof otherwise because Ed doesn't play X Wing anymore. So uh, I've got incentive <laughs> now. We've talked about this. I have incentive for yeah. But I will say one thing. I will say, Ed, to answer your question, and this really isn't totally about list or anything, but it's about reinvigorating the want and will to play X Wing because it's a different game. It's just not a rollout ships. Whoever has the you know, the, the rock, paper, scissors match is going to be different for a while, I think, too. I do think that Chris's list is centered, you know, the synergy lists, I think, are going to be really helpful, too. The list that... Uh, the, the good thing about my list, Sean, for me, anyway, is that it's not too big of a change from what I was playing before. Right. I've basically got to upgrade my lot and throw a bunch of really good upgrades on it. Yep. The sacrifice I had to make was changing from Anakin, who had an advanced proton torpedo, to Mace, who is is much harder to use, but he has three force and, yep. like, and, and he never die. Like, never doesn't die. Yeah. 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 And, and that's that's the key to it, is just, I didn't change what I played for the most part. The list was still built with B-Wings, so it was enjoyable. I had fun. Um and, you know, as with any game, you have to practice. You know, you have to get repetition in with what you're doing, too. And, yeah. and that's, that's that's where I felt a little bit out of sync with it was just I haven't repped in this type of list in a long time. So a little yeah. more difficult. I'm just going to keep hammering this four ship list a few more times because I want to see if it, and it doesn't matter if it wins or loses. I just want to see if it can actually keep up. Right. Well, you you wanted to see what it can do with all the scenarios too. Yeah. You know? I mean, because right. you're like me, I'm not gonna go and play in super high competitive tournaments, you know. But you still want to have fun, you know. You yeah. still want to have a list that can win. If you can win three of the four scenarios, you're gonna make the cut every time. Because out of right. six rounds, you know. On my head, have... Sim, I think I can win. I think it can win. Four of four scenarios. I don't think there's yeah. a scenario it's bad at. There might be matchups it's bad into in specific scenarios, but I right. also think that there's match like, in those matchups it's good in other ones. Like I think that Shakti is an absolute terror in the um, 
the towing scenario because if a la- if I land a crit, no. you drop the box and I you can't stop my crits. Right. Yep. Right. And if you've turned to face Shakti to stop that happening, I feel like I'm winning. Yep. So yep. yeah, I don't know. And I. It's easy to head sim a bunch of scenarios that feel good or feel bad, depending on your mood and the way you go interviewing those scenarios. It's one of the things I used to argue with Bob about all the time. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's right. If you perfectly line everything up and get perfect mapped out results, it's really cool. Like, I yeah. think the um, the threat of violence I got from the internet was after the. Um, the Colonel Vessery with the Defender title, the double tap Vessery, uh, like the splash yep. damage thing. I was like, there's so many chains to this to ever actually happen in a game. It's never going to happen. Right. So I don't care how efficient it is because it's not going to happen. Right. And then people said they wanted to beat me up. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> I love this is the old internet as well. Jesus. But, it is. Yeah. But yeah, um, I don't know. I'm. I'm still really excited. I think this scenario was good, felt good to play, not just because I won, um, in that I, it feels fine. It feels pretty. Uh, it actually, it feels very granular. Yeah. You know, when you get down to it, it, it feels like it, it it syncs well with what they're trying to do as a company, what they're trying to do. Yeah. I, I like the flag placing of it. It's like, okay, I'm taking my action to do this thing. So you mm-hmm. you inherently have ships that are better at that. So like people with force are going to be better because they always have those calculate tokens we're talking about, right? But you pay points for those over like I can only have four ships if I want them all to have force. So is that trade off worth it? Who we don't know yet. Right. But, um, I really like that aspect of it. I like the idea that you increase the value of aces in this scenario because they get the last action on the table, which is the strongest because the points aren't scored until the end phase. Right. right. Uh, it doesn't matter if you go first and claim all five at initiative one. If your opponent goes last and claims three at initiative six, you just shit out, haven't you? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I like this scenario a lot. I recommend it. Um, I still think if you're trying to learn the game, I probably would recommend playing the uh, chance engagement still just for the cleanliness of the scenario. I still yeah. wouldn't recommend playing without scenarios, um, but I don't think there's any problems with this one once you get over mm. how to set it up, which just do it step by step. Do what the scenario says. Don't do what it doesn't say. You'll be right. fine. And don't overthink it either. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? I think that's a good place to stop. Okay. And we got all this work without me mentioning once, not one time, that the Obi-Wan Kenobi teaser trailer was out today. Yeah, we uh, I watched it with Jill uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, it's good. Um, I was disappointed, but that's because it was all force stuff, so you wouldn't yeah. like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. It, that that is de- I was disappointed as well, but not for the same reasons that you were disappointed. I'm super excited for it. I was disappointed that they didn't end up getting Jason Isaac for the, the Inquisitor. Grand, Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. I, I will say, I, well, I will say it. I'll enjoy it when it comes out, but it just once again. I would rather see six episodes of him sitting on a toilet reading the Tatooine Times, you know. (laughs) Tatooine Times. (laughs) I don't I think as long as I don't know, it's gonna be a balance for me. I wanna see how much they balance telling stories about Obi-Wan Kenobi 
with how much they balance all this other cool shit. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it's cool. I, mean, I like the Inquisitors. I want to see all of that side of it. But the series is called Obi Wan Kenobi. But you and McGregor, I can only imagine, is expensive. Yeah, yeah I so would imagine. If we get five minutes of you and McGregor a week and like 55 minutes of side content, I might feel cheated because I would have rather had a series <laughs> called Inquisitorious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yeah. the one thing, one concern I have in, about that show is there's going to be another meeting between Anakin or Darth Vader and Obi-Wan because there has to be a way for them to make it so that the line Darth Vader says in the Death Star against Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, last time I was but the learner, now I am the master, has to be able to fit. Because right now it doesn't. And with Hayden Christensen in, and you see the panning up the tower that was in Rogue One, you know, how are you going to use Darth Vader? How, how does this work with Darth Vader and Obi-Wan? So my worry, I don't know, worry's not the right word. My belief is probably that so vader establishes inquisitorious i get that so yeah they might not actually share screen time i don't know and but i don't know I, if they do it's i don't really again i'm not i'm not gonna hang my hat on how all of that goes right i just no, want no, I i'll, I'll I watch it. it i'll enjoy it and see how how it is um I mean, the only, my thing with it is i don't know like, surely, it's kind of like watching Rogue One or Titanic. It's like, okay, so anything that Obi-Wan does can't have any consequences. Anything that Vader does can't have any consequences. Anything that Fifth Brother does can't have any consequences. Anything right. that Grand Inquisitor does can't have any consequences. Yep. So it's all of those characters, characters are, end yeah. up. Yeah, so anyone who isn't those people is going to die. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's the, you know, it's the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing, you know. That Indiana yeah. Jones had nothing to do with the outcome of it. So I mean, it'll be, I'm I'm excited because one, I like Ewan McGregor. I liked his portrayal of yep, Obi Wan. Um, yep. I'm I'm looking forward to more Star Wars. I'm in the middle of watching Peacemaker at the moment, so um, I've not I've got like three episodes of Peacemaker left, and I need something to move on to after that. So hopefully this will uh, this will be. I, I can make a a suggestion. Amazon Prime Reacher. I've not watched that yet. Yeah. Um. Gabriel recommended it. My son recommended it to me. It's really, yeah. really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Is it rewriting the Jack Reacher thing? But it's a it's, it's a different universe. It's the same universe, different timeline. I suppose would be right. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of like what they did with Jack Ryan. You know. Yeah. yeah. Which which annoyed the piss out of me because I was you, a huge. Do you mean Jim Ryan? Yeah, Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan. You know. Yeah, I was a huge Clancy fan, and when I saw that, I was just like, I liked it, but I didn't like it that much, because to me, Jack Ryan will always be Alec Baldwin. You know, that's that's the way that it works. No, Ben Affleck? No, or, God, or, no. or Harrison Ford? Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> Hunt, for, Hunt for Red October, that soft-spoken Jack Ryan yep. was literally the Jack Ryan. That was... That was my Doctor Who. So, you know, I read as much of... and as much as I love him, Sean Connery muscling his way through a rush hex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I read a bunch of Quancy stuff before I realized that Jack Ryan's in Hunt for Red October. Really? Just in my head, 
Yeah, I can see it, that. It was Harrison Ford in Patriot Games and yeah, uh, yeah, whatever yeah. the other one is. What, what's the other one? Bob Ford? Uh, some clear, of all fears. Clear and well, present danger. Yeah. Clear, yeah, present clear danger, present danger. Some of all fears. And then they kind of stopped it there because yeah, and I mean well, Jack Ryan becomes a president, you know, by accident. You know, I mean, it's... and also I got to be see Sean Bean as, uh, as Sean Bean. another, like as another, he's in, uh, he's in, um, Clear and Present Patriot Danger. Games. Patriot, he's a Patriot yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. The, the IRA yeah. is the bad guys. Yeah. It was his brother that was killed and he comes back to try to kill Harrison Ford. Hmm. The love, wrong Jack Ryan. I love Sean Bean. Yeah. He yeah. dies well. He yeah, he dies does. very he really well. Does. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't all right. Know. You've, got some, you've got some housekeeping to do. So yeah, if you, like I said, you're looking for some new show after that. Reach out. Yeah, really. I'll have a look. Um, okay, so yeah, thanks again, everyone, uh, for the Patreon support. You can support us through uh, Lack of Focus Podcast on Patreon if you wanted to do a monthly uh, subscription. Sorry, Lack of Focus Podcast at Patreon is uh, the per show. We recommend us do like a dollar or something. You can do more. I obviously appreciate more and. I we often donate the Patreon money to good causes whenever we have like points getting and that kind of thing. Um so we try and do our part. And you do get some some tokens whenever we get them made. We get sent out to everyone who's even if you've only donated once throughout the year, I still lose money on the Patreon. But whatever, it's good fun. Um and if you would rather do a fixed monthly thing, you can just go to Dice Hate on Patreon and do it that way. It all goes into the same pool. Um, I said this month I donated $75, which I think is basically all of the Patreon money and change that I've just made a clean number. Uh, I think I got $68. I'm going to open the books on Patreon. I got $68 on Patreon this month. We're big spenders huge i mean huge. i'm no, being facetious because obviously we've never wanted it to be about that anyway but um that's why i try and make people not give us money whilst telling us they can it's fun <laughs> um but yeah we we'll try and make sure the money gets used for the right things none of it goes into our pockets if that makes any sense but thank you again to everyone who does support us and allows us to make what little difference we can uh, if you want to ask us any questions, shoot us any messages. I'm going to stop talking about all of the other ways you can buy now because you already know them. They're all in the show notes. But the best thing to do is just join the Discord. Um, yep. Apparently, you can now just ask me for a channel and you just get it made instantly because I'm a pushover. So, um, did, make a, did I see you made a music one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Audio Weasel asked for a music channel. So it's like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's a qu- click of a button. I need, I, I need to think of a name. Yeah. I mean, it was it an easy was choice nothing, for a name. Nothing but Duel of the Fates all day long. <laughs> um, but yeah, join the, uh, the Discord. We're all in there. Um, and we have some good chats and stuff. And yeah, I, I really like Discord. It's a, a nice concept. I still have all of my notifications turned on on Discord. So whatever time you message me, unless my phone's muted from like midnight until 6 a.m., but I, I'll see it and I try and respond. Um, comment on the YouTube videos. We've had some good comments. Sean's had his fans come asking about his Grick's uh, brushes and everything. Yeah, so. which, which was crazy. I didn't, you know, having fans was still just beyond me. But. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been good. I've really enjoyed doing the YouTube content properly again and like 
just see seeing the uptick of like the subscriber count was just trickling away and going down and down and down and seeing it turn around because i'm actually doing it again was a, a really rewarding experience so thanks everyone who's been supporting the youtube content so what you're um, saying is if, if you make content they will come is that what you're trying to say somewhat like that yeah like um but well, no that's it from me i don't want to like stress too much about it but yeah um i i, I couldn't have I have zero money. I need to save up for a second child. So being able to give that Patreon money to a good cause um, was a nice moment today. So thanks, everyone. I really appreciate that. Congratulations again. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for this one, Sean. Always good to hang out with you, my friend. Yep. Always good to be here. Chris, always good to hang out with you. It's always good to be here. Two away from the big one. This was 198. We've got one more. So in a month's time, we will be recording episode 100 can't wait yeah. can't wait so all right until next one guys as always fly casual thank you once again for joining the lack of focus x-wing podcast check out dice hate productions for all the latest episodes and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode